Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast where the only thing falling faster than WWE's ratings is its stock. Welcome to Lost in the Midcard. We are back after a small little week and a half hiatus. We are uh, back to talk WWE or uh, well, whatever it is they, they brought out this week. Uh, not a good Raw, not a good SmackDown. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it and see... Uh, See where it goes. We uh, we we have a return of, uh, of of John Moxley to talk about as well, and of course, the company that hopefully will save us AEW. Uh, but first, thank you to SpiderDuck.net for being our host, enabling us to be on iTunes and any of your favorite podcasting apps. And uh, what you gotta do is hit that subscribe button after you search for Lost in the Midcard. That way, you know every time a new episode comes your way. Typically every Wednesday, we'll be back onto that regular schedule here shortly. Uh, but we got yourselves a special Friday episode this week. Uh, you can also subscribe to us on the YouTube, but the links to everything there are on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash lost in the midcard. Go to the pin post there or go to our Twitter on the pin tweet at LITMC podcast. Also, we share a lot of the great tweets from the wrestling world. I'm your host, Jeremy Bennett. You can find me on the Twitter at JB Huskers. As always, my co-host is on the Twitter at Raw F Showtime. It is Mr. Matt Black. Matt, how you doing? Doing better than Leo Rush backstage in a WWE locker room. Yeah, about that. We'll uh, we'll talk about that later. Definitely doing better than that. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Uh, interesting stuff and uh, a little interview with uh, uh, Sean Rossap from Fightful. Which I feel is only going to bury that poor kid even further. You think so? Is it, dude, as a WWE talent, the last thing you want to do is go on the record with a professional wrestling news website that i guarantee you he did not get permission from wwe to do yeah and conduct an interview about what's going on with him backstage within the company i, I feel all he did was just make matters worse yeah, maybe he's just trying to get to aew faster well from my understanding he uh, he requested his, his release mm. but i mean who hasn't requested their release in 2019 at this point that's true uh and also as always on the show, he is on the Twitter at no one like D. He's in a good mood right now because the Sixers are winning. It's Daryl Bullock. Daryl, how you doing? I'm doing better than the Raptors right now. Oh, shipping. Yeah, game three for the Celtics is tomorrow night. So Celtics Sixers Eastern Conference Finals. Let's go. That'd be fun, man. That'd be fun. Um Scene shifts back to Boston, so I think I think it's going to be good. You know, you know, got home court back, so you got home court right away with the uh, with the win in game one. So we'll see how that. I, goes. W- I wish I could invest in the NBA playoffs, but as long as the Golden State assholes are in there, oh my um, god, how bad was no, that? There's no reason for me to watch. How bad was that referee in game one? I heard about it, and I just rolled my eyes and all said, I'm, "Man, all, all I could have called this. that shit without even seeing it." All I'm going to say is this. James Harden needs to shut the fuck up because his whole game relies on the free throw line. 
and his whole game relies on getting to the line because yeah. he knows how to throw his elbow. So if it were any other player, I'd be sympathetic. But fuck James Harden. There you go. Well, it, yeah, but I but I'll be sympathetic to any player who's going up against the Golden State referees. Well, <sighs> it's the fact that that this is like the the Kawhi Leonard rule, the landing spot foul. It, it was an emphasis, and you're not calling it as many times as it happened in that game. It was a little ridiculous, but it's it's look, it's it's the NBA, and this is the way it's been for years now. I'm I'm just I'm so sick. Oh, the Golden State Warriors. To me, they've ruined they've ruined the NBA for me, and it's just it's not even worth watching as long as that team is structured and together like they are. Well, I mean, I'm gonna tell you like this: there's only one team that's actually built right now to beat Golden State, and they're playing right now. So let's on to oh, Toronto. Oh, Toronto. Yeah. Fuck. No. <laughs> <laughs> Daryl so set. Daryl set so that one up. It's so easy. Daryl. Daryl. Do you put, all realize how bad the WWE product's been for the last week and a half? We're talking about the NBA playoffs yeah. to start this show off. I mean, if that doesn't tell you, welcome to lost. Welcome, welcome state to of the WWE right now. I don't. Well, I don't well, even know what does. Can, can, to, can I? Can I? Can, can I say to, something right well, now? Welcome of course to. You can. Welcome okay. To, walk, welcome to Lost in the Hardwood. <laughs> Let me say something real quick. Now, Matt, you know me for a long time. JB, you know me for a decent amount of time. And you know I try to keep up with wrestling. You know, once, twice, well, you know, between the kids and whatnot. I try to keep up with everything. Yeah. Needless to say, I did not watch any wrestling this week. And I know that sounds weird considering I'm a co-host on a wrestling podcast, but here are my reasoning. Since the whole War Raiders, Viking Raiders, War Machine, Iraqi War, I don't give a fuck what the hell they're called today. Fiasco, the names or whatnot. Uh, pretty much, I have not, I've been depressed, I've been pissed off, I've been just like, why? What's the purpose of watching if you're just going to give a shit? Needless to say, I'm at my happiest right now. I'm not pissed off. I'm not depressed. I don't give a shit. Like, I'm smiling. Even if the Sixers were to lose, knock on wood, I would still be happy because I've ha- I found you. Got, you, you, you were. You, I mean, I've been cleansed. You had a Vince free week. Yes. Yeah. Of, like he, of he, dealing with his stupidity. Well, he has not. You in, feel better for it. Absolutely. On Thank, top you. Of Thank that, you, man. On, on top of that, on top of that, the bullshit just keeps coming down off the damn mountain. The bullshit. Uh, he fucking extends Dash Wilder's contract by two months because he was out by injury, further preventing him from them. Which got, was forever ago. Yeah, further preventing forever them. Forever ago. Further. That was like that was like last year. Like, yeah, further preventing them from going to uh, AEW. It's just it's the look. It's the definition of fucking petty. And here's the problem. And here's the and WWE doesn't even. Well, I, I would like to think that they realize this that this is a problem, but they clearly don't. With every bad booking decision that they make, with every negative step forward that they choose to take their company in, they are giving all elite wrestling free publicity mm-hmm. for everybody that's just sick and tired and fed up with with all the bullshit that we've been getting from Vince. And everybody's like, I want something else. I want something different. More and more people are talking about AEW. Mm-hmm. It, it's, yep. it, it's just – it's WWE is feeding the beast through their absolutely – 
terrible television product over the past couple weeks. Going into Double or Nothing, WWE right now should be going out of their way to put on the best product humanly possible to make people not even want to think about watching an alternative. But all they're doing right now is putting on a product that makes people try to turn in on Monday at 8 o'clock, and by 11 o'clock, they've lost at least 20% of their viewers because the product isn't good enough for people to want to stay tuned in. Their ratings this week were some of the worst ratings they've had in ages. SmackDown overall below 2 million. Hour 3 of Raw below 2 million. We're talking impact on Spike TV, Hulk Hogan, Eric Bischoff era numbers Mm -hmm. that WWE is pulling in right now. Mm -hmm. Like if that doesn't put things into perspective, like I don't know what does. Your stock is falling. It's – you know, it's kind yeah. of petered out. I mean, we're going to drop 20 bucks. It's close. It's 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 on. It seems to be steadying now in the mid 80s. But I mean, they lost almost 20 bucks in a week. Yeah. And that's a big that's a big drop in the stock market. You well, got that. You got the sh- you got the pro the television product is stale and is dumb assery as ever in like if I'm Fox, I'm sitting back right now going, we paid a billion dollars for this. Yeah. Like, if I'm Fox, I'm fucking pissed off right now. I'm like, look, motherfuckers, y'all need to get your shit together before you get on our station, or you guys are you guys are in some deep trouble. Um, you know, and, and it's like it's baffling. You know, it, it with 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 AEW right around the corner. You you you'd think, hey, we we got to get our shit together, and and. Uh, it's so it's classic Vince, you know and i mean we're we'll go in depth in this when we get into the headlines but uh as i got a lot to talk about regarding the first quarter earnings but vince passed it along to talent absences talent he should have he should have pointed himself it's my creative sucks that's why our revenue first first of all this is what you don't do blaming the talent you blame the talent they blame the talent for being absent and then you blame the talent for being absent that's one Two, you get rid of Aaron Anderson. Dean Malenko's gone, and you look at it and you wonder why your t- why why the shit's fucked up, dude. Look at yourself in the mirror. The problem is with you. Your ego's you. so fucking big. You're so fucking big that you can't even see past your big fucking hairpiece and see that you're the fucking problem. Well, Either you have three options. I-, I give this three options. One, just give trips and Stephanie away. You can't cut it anymore. Two, just go focus on the S- XFL. And last but not anyway. least, right? And last but not <laughs> least, and I might get some heat from. I don't give a fuck. Just die. Simple <laughs> as that. I don't give a shit. Like because you're ruining a product. The one consistent I can say in all three of our lives, the one consistent that we can say that we've always had since we were kids was WWE, WWF wrestling. Yeah. Period. Absolutely. We can always from age. Whatever we started watching wrestling at, we could sit there and cut the TV on whether it was Superstars, Monday Night Raw, Monday Night Nitro, uh, ECW. It doesn't even matter. We can cut the TV on and watch wrestling. It was our uh, escape. You know, it, 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 it helped us with our imagination. We grew up with it. But now, even as men, as grown-ass men that are on our own providing for our own families and ourselves now, we sit there and we cut wrestling on and we're like, what the fuck is this shit right now? Mm-hmm. Seriously. It's like, what the fuck? I've yeah. never 
I've never, the only time I've stopped watching wrestling when I was in the military, when I was in Saudi Arabia or Korea, because I couldn't get it over there. Now it's the same thing. I don't even want to fucking watch it. I'm going to watch it, but I don't even want to fucking watch it. Yeah, it's like yeah. Look, sometimes you just get burned out and you have to take the week off, and that's absolutely. You, and we're gonna tell we're gonna, we're gonna tell you all the bullshit that you missed. So it's like you didn't miss anything. Well, that's the beauty of loss of the big car. We're here to look. That's what we did. We took it, the week look, off last week. We, 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 <laughs> watch, we, we watch the product for you, so you don't have to. If you don't want to watch the product, but you want to keep up and you want to know when it's good again, and you want to jump back in and you know and start watching again, that's what we're here for. We're here to tell you. We're here to tell you the news. We're here to tell you how the shows went, you know, and we're here to tell you why it's good or why it's bad. And right now, I hate to say it, the WWE product is so bad. Yeah, there's, I mean, and, there, there's light. There's light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, you got a guy. Yeah, you got a guy who is uh, the son of a man who knew how to run a business in in dusty roads. You know, a son of a son of a plumber. He's the son of a son of a plumber. But uh, you, you got a guy who, who's the son of a guy that, that that was that was running the business in the in the seventies and eighties, and uh, and he knows what people want, and the Bucks know what people want, and they're just kind of quietly sitting by. And the great part about AEW and 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 the way Cody and the Bucks are conducting business, they're not even like really like making it a competitive thing. Mm-mm. They're just giving you another option in wrestling. Yeah, they're letting that's they're all let, they're doing. They let Vince fuck himself over, right? They're not they're not shooting. They're not they're not they're not cutting promos against WWE. They're not going anti WWE. Although Even Cody right, did, although Cody did get yeah, his receipt this week, he did, and, and, rightful, was, and, and rightfully and, so. And, and rightfully, yeah, I was going to say, and rightfully so. What was that again? What did he do? I didn't get to watch being the elite yet. No, it wasn't. He, he wasn't on being the elite. It, it, it was on, his uh, promo the road to on the road to double or nothing last week. Oh. What was that? He referred to Triple H as a pissant bodybuilder. Oh, yeah, because of the... Of, of the uh... that, that, honestly, dude, the fact you haven't heard that promo yet... Dude, that shit was everywhere, dude. That, that promo was amazing. Yeah. It was only like it was only less than four minutes long. I need to catch up you, on you my... Should, you, you really need to watch that promo. Yeah, I need to catch up on my YouTubes. I need to catch up on my AEW. Well, just pull up fansided.com slash WWE. <laughs> Yeah. The AEW section, Shame, shameless and plug. I have recaps there shameless of plug. Cody's promo and this week's being the elite. Hey. So we have we can talk about them through my recap. You're welcome. I subscribe. Brought to you by JB's glass of scotch. I, yeah, I, I need scotch. Scotch, scotch. I, I yeah, I was gonna watch. Uh, I was gonna get those caught up today, and then I was exhausted after work, so I fell asleep. So scotch is to wake me up. So. At least I'm here. And I sleep like a Jabba. Uh, Jabba. Yeah, I know. I, it's I've been falling asleep after work for a while, so I think it just kind of just got caught up to me, and I needed a little snooze before before we. Uh, I mean, we could talk about the end, we could talk about Endgame more than we talk about Raw. It'd be a more interesting show. <laughs> I dude, I would love to talk about Endgame at the end of the show. I don't want to talk about it now in case somebody's going to get pissed off over spoilers. Wow. But y'all want to talk about Endgame at the end of the show? I'm totally down. No, I'm down. I, I don't. I I don't know because I, I, I didn't see womp. it. So. <laughs> you guys can talk about it on the DMs. <laughs> Jobber ass JB only seeing one Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. Yeah. Wow. You're a D- are you a DC guy? Aren't you? Yeah. Shazam. I haven't seen that either. Though. 
Shazam was good. I enjoyed Shazam. I haven't seen it yet. My son went to go see it, but since I we, it was really since, it was really good. Since we took the week off, I want to get you guys' take on the uh, the Bray Wyatt Firefly. It's thing. a beautiful day in the neighborhood. I I, I fucking loved it. I don't know what you guys thought. I liked week one's a lot better than week yeah, two. Yeah, that, it that's, was a, that's it was a drop off. It was a drop off. Week I two watched week two off. and I'm just like, I'm not, I'm not even feeling this. Yeah, week like two I, re- I really enjoyed week one. Yeah, and week two, I was just like, eh. Week did one, they already jump the shark with this? Week one was amazing. Yeah, week two was a drop off. Yeah, I was wondering what you thought about it because I, I was, I was marking out after the first one. I fucking loved it. But yeah, week two was a drop off. It was it was kind of a yeah. Drop-off. I heard it was pretty weak. But whoa, yeah. man, that first one was so good. <laughs> uh, curious to see where they go with that. Uh, so, uh, what is uh, Matt? Since you do write for Fan Sided and whatnot, you know you do the recaps for being the elite and and uh, Road to Double or Nothing. What's the latest with AEW this week on uh, on on being the elite? What's the major major haps? I told you to go pull up the articles, fool. Well, I didn't see it, so me reading it's not going to make much sense to me. So I, you you wrote it. So how about you pull up the articles and tell me? <laughs> just tell me. Lazy, just give me a you lazy son of a bitch. Yeah, well, I'm just saying. Tell me what what what's just what's generally in general. What's the major things happening in being the elite? I have to pull the fucking article, jobber. All right. It's not planning on doing that. You could have told me that five minutes ago and I told you to do it. <laughs> and of course, uh, as we all know, Dustin Rhodes is the opponent. A lot of people thought uh a lot of people thought he was wearing Kane's face paint there on the uh, on the on the one side. I don't know about that. But... I really don't understand how anybody could have thought it was yeah, I don't either. Kane's face paint. Just because it's black and red, that was all. <laughs> what to do? It was more Darth Maul than freaking Kane. I thought it was yeah. Darth Maul more than anything. Yeah. Yeah. People fucking dumb. <laughs> oh, you mean? All right. You, you, so am, you, I, am I get? Am I going? Am I going to run down the being the elite recap for this week? Is that what we're doing now? Well, that well, I just was uh, just the main. What uh, I was just asking what ma- what major things happened this week. I just we'll just run the damn thing down. All right. Son of a bitch. This being the Elite Recap by Matt Black is brought to you by the Philadelphia 76ers, who are beating Toronto Raptors right now. By God. Da-da-da. da <laughs> All right. So, being the Elite opened up this week with the Lucha Brothers. They were caught in a promo in Spanish, uh, but they were interrupted by the return of Arthur and Trevor. Hey, and Arthur was, Arthur. Arthur was extremely upset that he wasn't that they they weren't cutting the promo in English, <laughs> and they ended up getting kicked out of the locker room. It was that was the show. It was pretty funny. Um, the Bucks were at home on Easter, and they talked about how they doing like a it's their first Easter home with their kids, and that they 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 set up an Easter egg hunt in the backyard, but. Instead of candy and the eggs, it's money. It's like $500 worth of cash Damn. combined in all the eggs. So kids were obviously happy. I wish I was doing that. Jeez, I was doing that. Find me some eggs. They, they did separate segments with both Peter, Peter Avalon and Leva Bates with fans <laughs> coming up to them, so congratulating them on being the, uh, being the librarian, and they love the fact that there's two of them. And Avalon and Bates are both like, what, there's two, there's two librarians? What the fuck? So... Daniels is by himself, but he still wants to cut an SCU promo. So he 
brings in Kylie Ray and Penelope Ford to do it with him. <laughs> Unfortunately, when he says this is the worst town he's ever been in, Kylie Ray, of course, doesn't think it's the worst town she's ever been in because apparently she's nice about everything. Of course. And Penelope agrees with Daniels until Penelope says she can't wait to get back to Philadelphia. No. Oh. <laughs> and Daniels fucking loses his mind. And he's upset about that. And he said, no, this whole thing is about getting back to Southern California. I but see then you. Penelope and Kylie both agreed that SoCal isn't that great <laughs> and that the traffic is awful and that there's smog. And Daniels ends up plugging his ears and going, la, 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 I can't wait back to Southern California. I see you. It was funny. Oh, and, you man. know, it was the typical Daniels stuff. It was good. Um, they. They had Hangman Cutley. He was trying to cut a promo about the Full Gear Challenge, but kept fucking it up. <laughs> and they w- ended up going to Nick, who's watching the footage on his laptop, and he's like, we can't use this shit. It's awful. <laughs> but, but they used it anyways, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, you know, it was like the fourth wall type deal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then they, they, they went to the Jacksonville Jaguars training facility in Jacksonville, which apparently, I, I did not realize this, the training facility for the Jaguars is where Fight for the Fallen is. Like... That's gonna be a small ass venue. Well, yeah, I hear it's I hear it's gonna seat like five or six thousand. But I mean, that's still not bad. No, you know, they, they use that for TV. That still looks better than where you know NXT or Impact tape tape oh. at. Oh, you think that's so, gonna be you think that's gonna be the TV venue, huh? That's where. Look to me, that's where I would do it instead of attempting to go on the road weekly and not know what you're gonna get. It's too soon. Like I too would soon. try. I would try to base it out of uh, out of it. A cheap location, and it's a location that you already own. Yeah. So to me, that would that would be the right idea. Um, they were there for the draft. It was Cody, Brandy, and Paige, and Paige is running up and down the field and doing like push ups and, and shit. And Cody's like, "What the fuck he's doing? He's so fucking fat." <laughs> and you know, and they, they were just it, it was basically just just a, a thing for Cody to get a couple fat jokes in on Paige. Um. Matt's going through his credit card statement, you know, the, the AEW credit card, over all this freaking shit that Kenny is charging to the card, and he's losing his mind. Um, Omega's talking on the phone to Stephen Amell about about buying an AeroCast reunion on, on top of everything else that he's doing for Fighter Fest. Um, this has to lead to the point where they end up taking Kenny's credit card privileges away, because I really don't understand how else this, that this could be done. Mm. Um, they have a really like a really long chunk of this episode is uh, the Bucks go into the Fit Body Boot Camp that's owned by uh, Dustin Bogle, basically getting them back in the shape for their match against the Lucha Brothers. So like it's a big long like training montage and vignette or whatever. Uh, end of the show, you got uh, Trent Beretta calling up the Bucks, and he's like, um, what are, what are we doing at Double or Nothing? And the Bucks are like, oh shit, did we forget to book them again? And they're <laughs> like, oh yeah, we got an idea. We're going to put you in the Battle Royal. And Trent pretended he was he was happy about it, but you could tell he was pissed off. And so Trent was all pissed off, and he's losing. He lights a cigarette. And then they cut to um, Chuck Taylor, who's also smoking a cigarette, and he's like, there's no way I'm going to be in this fucking Battle Royal. You know the greatest part about Chuck Taylor's part? The jersey he had on. It was a Sixers jersey. There you go. And then they did a then they did a quick per, then they did a quick graphic that promised that the best friends would be in the over the budget battle royal despite what they said. <laughs> so that was that was your uh that was your being the elite recap. Um 
do you want to hear about Cody's promo or? I'll watch. It. I'll watch it here. I'm gonna. Ca- okay. I'm gonna get myself caught up on that stuff here very soon. So. Cody's promo is good. I really wish we could talk about it, but some jobber didn't watch it. Well, you want to talk about it? You, you did you do a recap on it or something? I did do a recap on it. Of course, I did. It. Let's talk about it then. All right, we're gonna talk about it. Son. Let's talk about it, goddamn. We're gonna it. talk about it. We're, well, I'm gonna run it down, and then I'm gonna let you two talk about it, and then if somebody doesn't say my thoughts, then I'll add them in at the end. Um, this is a short, sweet to the point. This entire promo is Cody in a dark room cutting a promo on Dustin. Mm-hmm. He says he loves his brother. He's always loved him. He said at one point his brother was his hero. Um, he wonders if commentators understand the saying, per- the return of the prodigal son, that they often spout out at the mouth on pro wrestling commentary, which we've heard for years. He explains the parable behind it. There's two brothers, one who does everything right, who works hard to keep his family whole. The other brother, meanwhile, goes abroad and makes every wrong choice he could possibly make. Yet the first brother is equally in the wrong because of the expectancy of the father, that the father would prefer him to do everything right. But the father loved them both the same. Cody said he sat on enough couches telling his story to know which brother he is, and he says that he's good with it. He said the whole notion of brother versus brother, natural versus nightmare, it's great marketing, but it's not accurate. He says this is about generation versus generation. He says he's not here to kill Dustin, but he's here to kill the Attitude Era. Cody said his peers in pro wrestling have been compared to the late 1990s and early 2000s for over a decade, and that it's an utter sham. That while the wrestlers of the era paved the roads for them, but they set the speed markers at 35 miles per hour because they were so terrified of anybody putting their fucking foot down on the pedal. He then seemingly mentions Triple H, who calls him a piss-ant bodybuilder. Mm-hmm. A clear receipt to the comments Triple H made about All Elite Wrestling earlier in the year at the WWE Hall of Fame. And questions whether the match quality of anything Triple H has done is anywhere close to a Kenny Omega Okada match. Cody then takes a shot at the former WWE Divas division, questioning if a Braun panties match could compare to what the women did at September's All In. even goes as far as to call out The Rock, referring to him as Dwayne, and talking about his electrifying promos, but questions if any of them are as good as what CM Punk did when he sat on that stage. Cody says he is the least Rhodes of the Rhodes, but by virtue of his heritage, he's a Rhodes that gave him a pair of boots and the basics of the business. He turns the subject back to Dustin, basically says, when an animal can't go anymore, and it seems like it's going to die, and it wants to die, you don't just leave it because you love it. You kill it. So, basically, (laughs) Cody pretty much talked about he's going to end his brother at Double or Nothing, and Hmm. seemingly the Attitude Era along with it. My, My recap can't do it justice if you haven't seen the promo it's less than four minutes go out of your way to watch it um it was it was incredible piece of business and look i actually give a shit about cody versus dustin now and i didn't think i'd be able to going in so love to hear what you guys think of it i mean especially daryl because i'm sure daryl watched it i sure did (laughs) well 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 i enjoyed it like Honestly, I love Cody, and the way the you look at the whole plot of one wrestling match. And I'm not talking about this one specific specifically. I'm talking about any wrestling match. There's always promo, the build up, the actual match, and thereafter. It was perfect. It was perfect. 
you want to end the attitude error. You want to end his. You want to end your brother. You you throw a shot at Triple H. You couldn't do it any better. And the way I'm feeling at this given moment, I grew up on the attitude error. I loved it, but fuck that shit. Fuck everything that Vince stands for right now. It was 20 years ago. so, I mean, in actuality, Cody was right. I mean, like, no. he, he narrowed it down from Rock to the Divas to uh, 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 to um, sorry, Triple H. Like, I'm, honestly, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for double or nothing. Like, let's go. Let's get this shit started. Give me another option quick, fast, in a hurry so I won't watch this hey, fucking bullshit every goddamn Monday night wasting my damn cable bill. Yeah, well, I would, just li- I would just like to hope once this company's up and running, like WWE is is in no other position other than they have they have to step their game up again, like it was in the nineties. Like, look, you, you, look, they're not going to go on Monday nights against you. They're not going to compete head to head. But there, there is there's going to be competition for wrestling fans' eyeballs right now, and it's time to stop. It's time to stop insulting the wrestling fan and book a more intelligent product that actually makes fucking sense. And I can only hope that that is actually going to be able to be done thanks to what uh, what the Tony Khan and we just and all want, those guys I mean, are doing. We just want options, man. We just want freaking options. It's like... I mean, wasn't like, it, like the, wasn't it just a, wasn't it just a few weeks ago on the show that we talked about a job description that was continuity writer. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly they haven't found them yet. No, Obvi- obviously. And you go, you, uh, how many times are you going to go back to the well or showing that you're fucking panicking every time something comes up with another company, you start doing dumb shit or pulling people up from NXT or slapping a title on somebody or making a bullshit match. Honestly, come on, man. Like I know you I know wrestling, quote unquote air quotes, are is primarily for the kids, but the kids ain't gonna get the kids will get smarter and smarter too, just like we did. So they're gonna and, and, the, and look and the kids ain't paying the money either. Right. Well Honestly, I have I have two I have two boys. I have two boys. And the thing about them is like one watches wrestling with me, the other one doesn't know what the hell he's watching as of yet. But if they ever come to me and say, "Dad, I want to go to wrestling." And me being the wrestling fan for over 30 years, I'm not going to waste my fucking money and take them to go see you no know, damn WWE. No. I'll take them to an MCW show where they can get personal with the wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to take them to an AEW show so they can see actual good fucking wrestling and storytelling so they know what their dad saw when he when they, when they I first fell in love with it. Yeah. I'm not going to feed them that bullshit. Uh, oh, yeah, daddy, what, well, 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 why is why is AJ Styles attacking Seth Rollins? Isn't he supposed to be a good guy? No, don't bullshit me. Mm-hmm. And don't bullshit my kids either. Yeah, I was not a fan of that segment Monday night at all. I kind of I missed the I missed the cocky I've AJ. Heard about it. I missed the cocky AJ, but yeah, I could have done without the cheap shot. I mean, I, just, I I like the cocky AJ. But look, 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 you can be you can be cocky, but still be a good guy. Yeah, exactly. That, that, but I mean, that's what I meant. they seemingly turned AJ for no fucking reason. Yeah, like 
I, I'm just I'm I'm so sick of yeah. He could have been cocky in his terrible creative process, he man. Been, he could have been cocky AJ Styles and still been a good guy, but instead he did the cheap shot, and yeah, that basically says he'll turn. But uh, let's go on to bigger and better things, like the thing that broke the internet a couple nights ago. Oh man! Uh, wow. Um, John Moxley, my boy Dean Ambrose, formerly known as Dean Ambrose. Um, Never used the social media, but late on the 30th, uh, he posted a minute and a half long video that got two and a half million views. Two and a half million views, guys. Um, video starts out of uh, uh, Dean sitting in a jail cell. And a lot of WWE entendres here, huh? Breaking out I'm, of breaking I'm out. Sorry, of the, I don't know what that word means, JB. I didn't go. To, I didn't go to college. Breaking out of breaking out of the asylum, break the walls down. There's there was so many references to the WWE here, uh, but running away from the big dog in his yard. The, yeah, the big dog in the yard. Uh, and no, Dean, don't leave. I'm the big dog. And uh, to the idiots that thought this was WWE repackaging him. You're fucking morons. Well, A, you're a fucking moron. B, the WWE is not going to use a guy dripping blood from barbed wire escaping a prison in their vignette. Uh, They're not going to take seven or eight years of all the money and time that they invested in the Dean Ambrose character and let him change it. And they're not going to send his ass off the way they did just to repackage him just like that. And they don't own John Moxley. Nope, that's his. Uh, and how, how how great did Moxley look in the ring? Like when they showed some of the training shit, man. It's the most over that it's the most over Moxley has been in years. I'm not gonna lie to you. Over I, over I, a 90 second video. I wouldn't be surprised if he paid for that shit himself. He looked. He, I I think AEW did it. Well, either way, I, I mean, really we really all, do. We all, we all well, I, well, I, well, I have a, I have something when when we get a chance we, on we the all show. Know, we all know. Dude. I have some. I have a topic that I want to discuss with you guys and see what your takes. I, I will tell you the night that promo came out. Within minutes, Cody Cody liked the he video. It, right? By by that morning, he unliked the video. Yeah. Uh, AKA, oh shit, maybe I shouldn't be liking this because people can see what I like, and I might be giving a surprise away. So um, let me quietly unlike this video. And there were <laughs> and there were many clues. Jericho didn't give a fuck. Jericho retweeted it. There, <laughs> there, and there were many clues. There were many clues to AEW. Uh, Dice. Uh, the dice say twenty five. If you look at, uh, if you look at the marks on the wall, uh, the way they're kind of lit the, and spaced out, uh, the the twenty five. No, there's a five. There's a five and a twenty five. <laughs> yeah, they're separated out in five and twenty five, which is May twenty fifth, which is of course double or nothing. Uh, of course, it said at the end it says Mox as he. Uh, as he walks towards the uh, the Viper room, uh, hell of a promo, huh, boys? You know what? It got people fucking talking that night, didn't it? Listen, yes, like, it did. I didn't even see you guys saw it before I did. I was passed out, like, and when I wo- I woke up to it, yeah. And yeah, you yeah. woke up. You woke. You woke up to a lot of DMs from us. Yes. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, I woke up to Twitter. Like, first thing I do, like, when I get up in the morning, I pretty much sit on the can. 
drop a dune and go on Twitter. And that was the first thing that popped up. And then I seen you guys. I'm like, oh my God. I'm happy for the dude. Like, do your yeah, thing. So bro. am I, man. Dude, do your thing, bro. Like, just watch it. Watch him work out in that video. He just looked so fucking amazing and athletic and shit Vince probably doesn't allow him to do. Um it looks like he just got his passion back. That too. That's he the got best his, way he got his smile back. He got his passion back. I, uh, I jokingly asked Matt this question on the DMs that that night as we were all marking out, and I'm like, "Yeah, how soon before Renee R- Renee goes to 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 leave to to call uh, AEW Jr." <laughs> I was surprised if it'd be like a um like a Brandy Cody type thing. Where... I'm not sure. I'm not sure when her deal's up. But look, let, let's let's call a spade a spade. The, the reason why WWE was so nice and so kind to Dean on his way out the door is because of Renee. Yeah, they mm-hmm. they don't they don't want to lose her. No, and they know you know they 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 treat their her husband like shit. She's gonna go. When he's leaving. She's gonna remember that, and when her deal's up. You know, she's just she's just gonna freaking leave. Yeah, because I mean that because ma- it made us double take and go, is this a swerve where Dean's not leaving? Because no, they've because they never treat anybody that nice on their way out the no. door. No, <laughs> so when he actually went out the door, I'm like, oh shit, you know. And you know, I, I said it, I got my wish. I, you know, I, well, I, I mean, it's not set in stone yet, but Jesus Christ, look at the video. It's pretty much set in stone. John Moxley is going to AEW, and 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 I'm gonna mark the fuck out. Take my money, Tony Khan. Take my money. Thank you. Speaking of taking I money, will, I will be very surprised if by the end of Double or Nothing we don't see both. Um, John Moxley Moxley and CM Punk. Mm -hmm. And Um, I think CM Punk is even more likely now that we know that the fact that he has a commentator MMA assignment the same night in California. Yeah. Uh, Because that same shit happened with Joe Jericho's got a concert, Night of All In. There's no way Jericho could be there. That fucking concert was further away from Chicago than than this MMA assignment is from Vegas. Yeah. You, are you correct, know, sir. like they could easily bring him in and Con could fly him on his private jet right back to Cali yeah, to do his yeah, commentary. Yeah, that, and that concert didn't really start till 11 p.m. local time, so because um, mm-hmm. they were the headliner. Um, so how would you how would you book it right now? Uh, do you have Dean at the end of the? Do you have do you have do you do both Dean and Punk? Oh, absolutely, you do. You go. You 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 uh, do to me. You uh, you um, you you. You unload the barrel. Do you on May twenty fifth? Do you, do you have one come out for Pocket Hangman, one come out for Omega Jericho, or do you have Dean and Punk side by side? No, no. Okay, what do you separate. do? What do you? Okay, well, oh, okay. Now, do you separate them out in the matches? Do you do you have like one interrupt Pocket Hangman? You know, you know, you know what I fucking do. What do you do? I for I, I I keep I keep Punk in the spot that I've been saying, right after, um Jericho, and, and Omega. Omega. You know what I do with you know what I do with Moxley. I freaking interfere in Dustin versus Cody, Ooh. and I bloody the fuck out of both of them and leave them both laying. Ooh. 
and leave it in a no contest. You're an evil son of a bitch, and I like it. Well, John, That's what I do. John Moxley's That's an how evil. You John Moxley. John Moxley's an just evil beat son the of sh- You know he's already he's coming in to beat the shit out of him. I mean, yeah, he comes in, and he beats the shit out of both. And like fuck both of your generations. This I'm is so, my generation I'm, now. I'm so, I'm so upset right right now though because I won't be able to watch Double or Nothing. But have they have they said any uh, the what avenue outside of uh? I mean, we're having a side of live. They're going to have it. Uh, give me just Cody tweeted something in reference to this just very recently. I thought, um, he, I thought he said it's coming. Like his re- yeah. his tweet. He said somebody somebody asked if um how they were going to be able to view this in the UK or whatever, and he Cody replied with this was a day ago. He said I would bet the farm that any slash all questions on how to watch this event and then in parentheses in future events. Will likely be answered soon. Dot dot dot. Real soon with the big eye emojis. So I'm assuming since it's Thursday and we still don't have a road to double or nothing this week, I would not be surprised if the next episode of Road to Double or Nothing, which may come out either tomorrow, Saturday, or Sunday, or whenever, will be the announcement of how we can watch this show. Well, you know they've been releasing them like on Saturday lately. Well, the the Cody one was. Um, Cody one was last Sunday, I believe. Yeah, it was. It's, it was, it's been over the weekend. Yeah. So, um, God, what do you think? What? what I won't be surprised if it's fight. What if it? What if it's? What if it's? Uh, I, what if it's look, on? What if it's on I, TNT? I think it's on Honor TV. Club. No, what I if, think what it's if, on TNT. What if it's or TBS? What, what, oh, if, we, is, what if we don't if have? If one of those, what if we I, don't? What if, what if we don't have to pay for it? Where the sponsors pay for it for us. What do you mean? I, oh. I would I would not be surprised. I would not be surprised if it's the sponsors pay for it, so it's on TNT. So like the sp- reason that they haven't announced anything yet is because you know that's where they that's where they want to put it. Whoever's, you know, whoever, I, I don't. Who, Daryl, whoever's sponsoring it on TNT, they're the ones paying to have their name on it, and they're paying so we don't have to pay the pay per view. You know, well, you know, to paying. be you know, it'd be very interesting. It wouldn't be very smart on my end, on their end. It, what I would do is whoever the sponsor is. You know how WWE does their pay per views when like Black Backlash brought to, brought to you by uh, Slurpee or THQ or whatever the fuck. Micro Karate Fighters, right? I would do the same. <laughs> I would go along the same lines and go commercial free. Well, I figure it would be. I figure. I, I figure. I, you I, go, I, yeah. I, I think it would be either limited commercials or commercial free. Uh, with, with I think it'll. I think it'll be like one of the when the New Japan events are live on Access. Yeah. I think there will only. Be, I think there will be commercials in between matches. Yeah. Like I don't think there will be any commercial breaks during matches. But look, uh, we could all be wrong. This could end up on pay per view. I, I don't give a fuck how this still, ends. So give it my money. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> right. I don't give a fuck how this ends. Yeah. But uh, there's there's no way that I'm not watching this show. There's I I I am. What are you doing May 25th there? I'm sorry, I'm probably blanking on it. But what 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 business do you have that day that you can't watch the show live? Oh, I'm visiting family. I'm not sure. Oh, if I'll be, I'll, I'm not sure if I'll be around to watch it. That's brutal. Yeah, no, I'm not mad because I know I'll be able to see it eventually. But I mean, it's nothing like watching it live. You know, what Ex- I mean? that's 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 the whole thing. There's nothing like watching it live. Yeah, and, and you're gonna. I mean, gonna I, I mean, it's a holiday weekend, so I have plenty of time to watch it. I'm not really like upset or anything. Hopefully, you can avoid spoilers like the plague. Oh yeah, no, I will because I'll cu- I'll cut all my alerts off on Twitter. 
between you guys and everyone else, I'll pretty much cut them off. Yeah. I'm not pissed, but no, I, mean, I, 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 I mean, I do want to see it, but yeah, yeah. I, I do. I'm so dude. Like I said, AEW doesn't even have to do anything right now. It's every bad move WWE has made mm-hmm. over the past couple weeks has actually made me more excited and, and, <laughs> for, and, for double or nothing than I was before. And, WWE and, is literally pushing me away and pushing me into the arms of of all elite wrestling, and it's a good segue. And, it's a good segue because Matt, it's not been the past couple of weeks. It's been the past few months. As uh, the uh, did you have something else to say though? Just I, I to me, I'm feeling it more than ever post mania. Yeah, and, and honestly, I should be happy. Um, the part time bitch is gone, but he's coming back. Well, mania because, you know. because he pussied out and he doesn't yeah, want to get yeah, but he's lost, he's, he's lost all his now leverage he's though. Take his Saudi payday. He lost all his it, leverage though. I it, look, look. I know who's going to Saudi. I'm telling you right now, if we don't get Goldberg versus the Undertaker, that the whole entire event can fuck off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like I if, look, I know Goldberg's going to be there. I want to watch it just because Goldberg's there. But if it's Goldberg versus Lesnar again, I'm not even watching it. I'd rather like, watch. I, a, I, I, I watch somebody I, just look at a. Stare I, at a I want Goldberg minutes. versus the Undertaker. Give me that fucking match. It has to be because it has it's be. probably the last opportunity that we might ever be able to see that match. Yeah. Give me that shit in June, or don't even bother giving me anything at all. Yeah. Yeah. First um, of all, I mean, we've already seen. They, the, like we, I said, I should like what I but what I was saying before I went off of my Lesnar rant. I should be happy. There's a full time champion on Raw. Kofi Kingston's the champion of SmackDown. Becky two belts. But the creative, yeah, Becky two belts. But the creative is so. Bad that How even bad though the champions are who I want them to be, it's getting a little stale. Yeah, and it's not. I, it's not the talent's fault. I love the current roster of WWE. It's the creative that Vince McMahon puts out yeah. that makes me want to pull my hair out and, and just throw my hands up in frustration and just go, "Why am I still watching this?" Yeah, I've been watching this stuff since I was four years old. Like Daryl said, this is. The, the pro wrestling has been my entire life, and it just just the fact that this kind of stuff is happening in 2019 when this should be like one of the best years of pro wrestling ever. Mm-hmm. Honestly, Pretty it much. really, really fucking should be. Yeah, I mean, and the fact that Vince can't get his fucking act together and is too fucking proud and too fucking stupid not to realize that he's the problem. It's mind blowing because yeah. anybody who says, "Oh no, it, it could be a multiple team problem to creative and creative and blah blah blah." No, because all you have to do is look at the NXT product. And look, and let's look. The NXT product isn't perfect. Like I have my complaints about the NXT product. I have mm-hmm. my complaints about what they did at the take yesterday. It upset me. Yeah. But at the end of the day, nine times out of ten, the black and gold brand delivers a quality product the, week the, in. The, the, in a week out, there was a there was a there there was a swing and a miss on this week's TV that we'll talk about. In my opinion, a swing and a miss too. You know, shipping. But it, look, not yeah, but not every week is going to be perfect. But they give you more. NXT always gives you more good than bad. Yeah, and look. But hey, hey, I'll tell you what though. I mean, I, there was a swing and a miss with Velveteen Dream. I didn't like the song thing. I thought that was just dumb dude i thought dude i thought the song was fucking hilarious i don't know what you're talking I about i thought it was dumb but but yeah 
on paper, you look at uh, Forgotten Sons versus uh, Lorcan Birch and Carrillo, and it doesn't look interesting on paper. That was a damn fucking good match, you know. So, yeah, I didn't care for the match at all. See, but uh, so, so, we're, so we're on different pages. But we look, we liked different things. Exactly, there's there something. Things- there was something Just there. Just because we like one thing, there were other things to like on the show. Yeah. And we could all agree that Kushida and Ono Ooh. tore the fucking house down. Yes. yes. You right. know. And thank, God they ca- and thank God they kept his gimmick. Yeah. He's all back to the future and it's shit. But you know, look, it's just that, you can't tell me the create that you can't blame the talent and you no. can't blame creative because I've seen the talent used properly in NXT and I see the creative knows what they're doing when they're allowed to book under Triple H and NXT. So the problem is always was and always will be Vince because the, the talent absences. There's always talent absences. There's injuries. There's there's always shit. Uh, John Cena's going Hollywood. Roman Reigns unfortunately had leukemia. That's not your reason for first quarter decline. Vince needs to look himself in the fucking mirror for the reason for their decline, because it's he his won't. fault. Because the, and look, here here's the funny thing: you want to blame talent absences. Triple H could easily over the years blame talent absences on NXT for the reason why that it well, the reason why the NXT product stalled. Vince but the his... NXT product doesn't stall. Yeah, Vince, they they, Vince, they lose a whole bunch of talent, they replenish the cupboards, and they continue chugging along with a quality fucking product. Something that clearly Vince McMahon isn't able to fucking do. Yeah. I mean I mean that women's division got completely ravaged more than once. And there, you know, and we still have, you know, their tag team divisions ravaged right now. Yeah, I mean, but and you still have one of the greatest champions of of the of that division ever, and Shayna Baszler holding it down. Uh, Bianca Belair is a certified star. Candice LeRae is going to eventually evolve into a star. I want, you know, they they haven't really given her the reins yet she's been more of johnny gargano's wife but she's gonna I, I have a good feeling she's probably gonna get to be a star on her own eventually you know so th- th- they can take hits and then they're just gonna come right back but and then and then vince takes those people and turns them into shit you know sanity gone you know well hansen and row gone you know we, we won't we don't need to talk about that anymore but uh, please don't. Please don't. Uh, Bailey, <laughs> Sasha Banks. Look what I mean. Look what they've done. I mean, look, granted, Sasha Banks is a multi-time champion, but how many successful defenses did she ever have? Still zero, Not- right? Still, it's still zero. Zero. Uh, did you notice Bailey posted on uh, Instagram the uh, the uh, the uh, championship plates that were never used? No, I did not see that. Are you yeah. Serious? Yeah, the Boston hug plates. They never wow. used them. I guess not. no. No, because they lost the titles for it, uh, the first defense. So I guess they never. Yeah, used it was the second second defense. Second they defense? they, they oh, did right. they defended them in fast lane. Maybe they didn't have, but maybe it was because I could have sworn those plates were on the title. No, they, they, were, on the t- they were on the titles because I remember. Yeah. When, uh, I remember when the iconics won it after what was that? Yeah, because the iconics t- took them yeah, off. They, they took them off. Why yeah. was it a was the Boston hug t- plates or was it a ba- yeah. one Bailey? Yeah, 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 they did. Oh, no, well. I'm, I'm almost. I'm positive they were, but they were Boston Hug plates. Mm. So I thought I saw something that Mike Johnson had posted today. From um, eh, oh well. Uh, so Matt was saying, uh, you know, past two weeks, but and then I was like, oh, that's a good segue because it actually it's been the past, you know, 
few months it's been shitty. First quarter results came out about a week ago. Of course, we took about a week and a half off, so this this came out on April 25th. First quarter highlights. Revenues down uh, $5.3 million compared to last year's quarter. Operating income reflected a loss of $6.8 million compared to income of $28.1 million in the prior quarter. So they were... They were in uh, in the black in the first quarter last year, and uh, a complete turnaround in the quarter this year. Um, networks paid subscribers consistent, uh, actually increased a little bit. Um, digital video views increased fifteen uh, percent, which uh, should be no surprise either with with the way things are right now. Uh, WrestleMania highlights: WrestleMania broke the record for highest grossing entertainment event at MetLife. No surprise there. Sixteen point nine million is what it drew in. Um, during WrestleMania week, seventeen point nine million hours were consumed on digital and social media platforms. That is up twenty nine percent from the prior year. Network's total subscribers reached two million dollars the day after WrestleMania. But uh, the bottom line is uh, less revenue and operating at a loss, guys. And uh, the stock took a hit because of it. Uh, 9% the day after the news came out. 9% drop in stock. And uh, it got worse, didn't it, Matt? It's, it's, all, it's, all, it's all getting worse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and as you know, as we said earlier, Vince blames it on the talent. We already went into that in, in detail. Um, it's such a cop. It's such a cop-out excuse. Blame it on these nuts. That, yeah, yeah, you got blame it on these nuts. Uh, <clears throat> Vince McMahon said the network is going to do a relaunch later this year. What's that mean? Um, from my understanding, the is that the tiered thing that we've been, that we've been hearing? No, about? I mean it might end up being a tiered thing, but my understanding is the people that originally designed the WWE Network no longer are no longer the people in charge of the network. And somebody else is in charge of it now, and they're building a new infrastructure for the network for like an easier, easier search engine. Oh, okay. And and, and shit like that. So, but- so like, look, th- th- this this might be the opening introduction to tears coming. But I last to me, the last thing WWE do should be doing right now is nickel nickel and diming their uh their fans that are sticking through that are sticking uh sticking through with them. Um, you know, through the through the shit times. I mean, you got. I, I don't know about Daryl, but you got two guys that uh, we're, we're like the Usos. We've been down since day one on the WWE Network. Um, absolutely, I've been. Yeah, I've I've had it since I've had it since the first day. I Me remember too. when I subscribed for the first day. I was at an airport coming from Vermont, or well, actually going to Vermont. Um, if you're a you don't you don't need to be an elite subscriber, but it pays to be an elite subscriber, a PW Insider. But Dave Shear on April 25th, posted a nice, lengthy article about uh, about, so about the whole thing. I could, you know, if you want me to read it, I, I read pretty fast. I could read most if you, of it. If you can read it, if you can read it fast enough, go for it, man, because Dave's, I, Dave's message needs to be heard, and I, will like, do so. I, I, I love when when he just shoots straight and just says it like it is. Hey, I've, I've read, I've read he, long. I've read, absolutely did. I've read long articles like this before on the show, so it's probably it, what it's worth reading. It's it's worth telling the fans. So uh, the title oh. of the article was called "Usually the Fans Come in at the Rumble and Leave After Mania." 
but it was different this year, and they as, and they took a lot of Vince's money with them. Uh, anal- uh, analysis of the formidable problem facing Vince McMahon in the WWE. This is all, of course, ties to what we just have been uh, talking about for the last uh, so-and-so uh, in regards to uh, uh, the first quarter earnings report. <clears throat> uh, so this is from Dave Shear, PW Insider. One of the things I talk about every winter as Royal Rumble season approaches is the fact that there will be a cadre of fans that come back to watch the product from Royal Rumble through WrestleMania. After it's over, they take their money and go away again until next January. I always say that the WWE, WWE should do everything humanly possible during those three months to engage those viewers and so that once WrestleMania is over, they choose to stay and keep watching, spending their money on the product. After all, these fans care enough to check in and watch the product the first three months of the year. It stands to reason that they were entertained and they would keep doing so once April comes. Obviously, I've failed again with that objective this year. As announced, the earnings release, they've hit 2 million subscribers in the WWE Network after WrestleMania. By the end of the quarter, they expect 300,000 of those subscribers to cancel those subscriptions. They expect to have a 5% decline from the number of subscribers that they had in the second quarter of last year. So apples to apples, they not only couldn't get the comebackers to stay, they will lose another chunk of people that screamed enough already and tapped out to the network. The market looks for growth. WWE is giving them a recession. Let me be clear here. It's not the network's fault. That product is an incredible value for wrestling fans. Even if you don't enjoy the offerings of Raw and SmackDown, there is so much excellent top-shelf content on the WWE Network that the fans get more than their money's worth, even if they don't watch pay-per-views. And, and on a side note, I mean, I agree. I mean, Mid-South, NWA, WCW, even... Table for, uh, honestly, for three, just NXT, 24. NXT UK, and 205 Live are yes. worth, are worth the monthly month. price of admission. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There is many segments that are worth the price of admission. Classic wrestling, original content, uh, as Matt, what just Matt, Matt just said, you know, uh, with other brands. You know, there's so many other pockets that make $10 worth it. Um. The reason that they bail out on the WWE every April rests solely on the shoulders of the real head of creative, Vince McMahon. The poor build to the this year's WrestleMania is the main reason that most of those that came back for the company's Super Show have already said goodbye until next year, or at least maybe they'll be back next year. The storytelling didn't gauge them, and so they left. It's that simple. No matter how much great content is on the network, the main roster product is the motor that drives the boat. When you bore the fans with Raw and SmackDown broadcasts, they don't need to follow NXT 205 Live or NXT UK. Vince is also turning off the NXT and 205 loyalists who get 100% behind those talents on those shows, only to see them wasted and misused when they fall under his creative. They see the talent wasted and they say, they say goodbye. In other cases, they stop paying the company for the network as a way of sending a message. Their wallet makes the statement. I'm not splitting the atom here. These are very clear, obvious issues that the consumers are sending a message about. In most companies, the message would be received loud and clear, and attempts at real change would be made, but most companies don't have a man who is in serious denial of his inability to connect with his fan base in charge of a product the way that WWE does. Most companies have a board that would tell the CEO that he's underperforming and needs to make real change. WWE does not have that hierarchy in place. So it is left to Vince McMahon to police himself, see his mistakes, and fix them. And given that he's about to put $100 million into a football league that's already failed once and probably will fail again, 
Let's just say that self-reflection isn't a strong suit. It's actually worse here, though. The one thing Vince sees himself as, above all, is a star-making storyteller. If you look at his resume, he has a lot of hits here. The problem is, most of them are in the distant past. When it comes to reaching the audience today, he is missing more than he hits. If he weren't, non-TV revenue numbers would be going up, not down. He has two options here. He can accept that he's missing more than he hits and change the process, or he could double down and try to show how right he really is. And sadly, he goes with the latter. It becomes crystal clear that while WWE markets to TV 14, they're not even gauging that demographic on the scale that they used to, and that's a problem. A big problem. Maybe uh, maybe not for the next few years, but given the huge TV deals that will start in October, but three or four years down the road when the company begins to talk to a, a, a new TV deal, that could be a whole new matter altogether. If they ain't bringing in new fans, the bleed of losing the old ones will erode their base, and that base is what makes them so attractive to USA and Fox. Losing a lot more fans will put the WWE in a worse negotiating position and when it comes to time to talk money on their next TV deal. Then again, it may not take long for it to affect McMahon in the pocket. Wall Street may be able to put WWE on notice much sooner than that, as we saw earlier. WWE released their first quarter numbers today. Wall Street reacted in a big way. There was a big sell-off today with the stock closing at $85.38, down $13.12 a share. For those of you who don't invest, suffice to say that is a massive loss in value for the company. Not the kind of slide that happens very often. Going into today, the stock had seen a big run-up and was trading near its 52-week high. Vince McMahon likes that. Then it took a big hit today. He does not like that. Some investors probably took gains when the stock started falling in a big way. No one saw an opportunity to get in cheap, so it stayed down in the double digits. 13.32% loss on the day. That means the McMahons, who are the majority stockholders, saw their WWE wealth drop today in a big way. So yes, they have TV money to look forward to, but if the stock price keeps slipping, that is a black eye that they don't want to endure. The stock price has gone up significantly over the past 20 months on the back of new TV deals, which is a good reason as revenues will continually increase significantly later in the year. Ironical not due to the getting money out of the fans, but getting it out of TV companies instead. Getting that kind of increase in revenue is significant in many ways, and it still, uh, it still will be once they, they start getting paid later this year. The question will become what happens if every year for the next five years we are talking about a 5% drop in network subs after Mania. That means that they would be under 1.4 million subscribers and losing another 300 million from the 1.7 million they expect to have at the end of the quarter this year. In four years, the TV landscape will continue to change as people cut the cord of cable. With less measurable viewers, who knows what that means for advertisers and their willingness to pay for sponsorships during any broadcast, let alone WWE. WWE would really hate to look back on today as their apex, but it very well may be. It seems that uh, that some of uh, the Midas-like goodwill that Vince McMahon has had with some investors may be starting to erode. Despite some less-than-stellar indicators in other parts of the business recently, the market trusted Vince McMahon had his finger on the pulse and would fix problems, such as when he told callers in earnings call last year that, that he, they knew what the problems were with house shows and had a fix in mind. Investors trusted him. Today, not so much in the future to be determined. But look, look at some of the issues that are probably going through the minds of people that put money into WWE stock. Vince's excuse for the house shows and merchandise being sold there 
being down was that many, many top and mid-tier talents were hurt and couldn't appear on the shows. Well, Roman Reigns got sick. That's true. Seth Rollins, Alexa Bliss, AJ Styles nursing injuries. John Cena wisely chose on to move to his next career and distance himself from the WWE. But in the past, those shows have always been about the brand, not the individuals. So that excuse is weak at best. And also in the past, they didn't have uh, the glut of injuries, and the shows were down in attendance anyway. So today's excuse seems very flimsy, and the investors can remember the past. Let's just say for a second that the house shows were all about the talents and not anything else. How much faith would you have, uh, have in Vince when he, knowing that he had this major problem, chose to do an injury angle with his most popular talent, Becky Lynch? He told his fans that she's hurt and won't wrestle at these shows. That he believed that being decimated by not having top-tier talent is actually, uh, available due to actual injuries. Wouldn't you question that kind of thinking if you were putting your money into the company? And even if it were legitimate, declining house shows and merchandise numbers are not a new issue. On an investor conference call last year, Vince acknowledged the decline in house shows and said they have a plan to fix it. Well, if he did have a plan, it clearly didn't work because his numbers are still down. Today, he also talked about changes they are making to creative to fix their issues. And let's be honest, creative is the problem. Thank you, Dave, for putting that in, in all caps. If you were an investor, would you trust him? Fuck no! <laughs> After all, at the end of last year, he went on TV and made the same claim, he, saying he realized all they did in the wrong in their creative. They'd start listening to their fans and giving them what they want. We all know that that was a storyline BS, but investors often don't follow the actual product, just the money. Maybe they took him at his word then, and even if they didn't, he went on TV and admitted that was a real actual problem. He can't say he didn't know it existed. So what happened? Nothing. They never listened to the fans. The fans didn't want Becky Lynch to jump through 9,000 hoops. They didn't want her in a three-way at Mania, but that's what they got. They did the same thing with Kofi Kingston and many others. Clearly, the fans will only get what they want if it's also what Vince McMahon wants. If not, well, you will get what he feeds you. What he's been feeding us led to the numbers that dropped again today. So again, if you were an investor, would he be losing your trust? A lot of people like to make the excuse of streaming being the problem, and I won't deny that people do stream now, and, and they aren't counted in the Nielsen ratings. Hell, that's how I watch Raw via Sleet TV. So let's compare apples to apples. On Monday's Raw, our this is uh, last week, not this week. On Monday's Raw, Hour 1 did 2.68 million viewers. By Hour 2, it dropped to 2.296. By the time the show ended with a match to determine who would be the first one to face the new champion, Seth Rollins, they were down to 2.146 million viewers. They lost 534,000 viewers in two hours. It wasn't like they were going up against Monday Night Football. They were going up against the NBA playoffs, which also did under 3 million viewers. The message there is clear as the nose on your face. You had 20% of the people... You gave a chance that tapped out before the show ended. That's a huge problem. It has nothing to do with anyone being injured, not appearing on a house show. It has everything to do with the man who sets the direction of the creative. You bored them. They turned you off, Vince. They did it before WrestleMania when you hadn't even drawn 3 million viewers at a Raw yet this year. They did it after WrestleMania when they canceled their subscriptions. 
And those left behind, well, 20% of them did it to you on Monday night. There's a very, very clear message being sent. If you don't take these issues seriously, Wall Street may do the same thing. You you want your stock near $100, not at $20 again. For all that hot air that was blown at today's conference call, the time for real change is upon you. Will you finally get the message that your customers and former customers are sending you before the investors send you a bigger message with their capital? That was uh, absolutely well said. Uh, uh, it was long, but Jesus Christ, Dave made so many good points there. Uh, Matt, do you think this Wall Street dip is... I mean, we, we, we always ask, is this X, Y, Z? Is this finally the thing that slaps Vince in the fucking face? Is Wall Street finally the thing that slaps Vince in the face? You would certainly hope so. You know, the, the, the between the ratings and your stock falling massively at the same time with a new rival promotion um, that is going to be competing with your eyeballs coming at the end of the month. It's now. It's it's now is the time to look in the fucking mirror and realize that shit needs to change. And if it doesn't change, then I, I don't I don't know what the future of the WWE is going to be five years from now. On top of that, look at all these things we were hearing from backstage and, and all these petty things that Vince is doing. You know, and, and like Harper wants out. Oh, you were injured, so we're extending your contract. Dash, oh, we're, you, oh, you want out? Well, we're extending your contract. I mean, we're, it, it's like Vince is doing the most, uh, the exact opposite thing he should be doing right now. Uh April 24th to April 26th, the WWE stock went down $16 per share, by the way. 16 Yeah, but it was almost, it was, uh, it was almost $20 in, in, in like a week's time. I mean, it's starting to go back up now, but like, it's just so terrible. Mm-hmm. Daryl, I feel like Daryl's got something to say over there. Daryl, what are your thoughts Mr. on Mister Seventy Sixer? Daryl, what are your thoughts on what Dave had to say? He pretty much said in a nutshell, Vince is stupid, he can suck a dick, and he needs to fix that shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm about to fall over. Amen. Pretty much. I mean, it's like it's it's, 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 he's, it's a reality check. Like he basically said, "Well, we he 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 has a platform to say what we as fans can say, but not." We what we say falls on deaf ears. He said it, and hopefully Vince hears the shit and looks at himself in the mirror, like, "Hey, uh, pal, I fucked up." You know what I mean? And it's like Uh, he'll never do. Okay, right. And the thing about it is, like, we pay. If it wasn't for us, you would not have money. Like, guess you being a brilliant mind of taking territory wrestling and making it into one big company. That's fantastic. WrestleMania, cool. That's what we grew up on. Needless to say, don't forget where the fuck you came from and where you were before you were the billionaire that you are today. You know, you pleased us with your you pleased us with your shows. We pay money to come see you. You know what I mean? Like we pay our nine ninety nine a month to see you know your product. We uh, 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 we buy your merchandise. We, you got fifty percent off belts, fifty percent off T-shirts. The merchandise, this, that, and the other. We go hop online and we buy your shit. 
you are nothing without us. You should be kissing our fucking asses. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, like if nobody decided to show up, I remember. You know what? I remember one. Day, I remember talking to Matt one day, and Matt said, "If the the one thing that Vince would love to hear from us, I mean, the one thing that Vince would hate to hear from us, if nobody showed up to his shows at all." Matt Black said that. He said, if we respond, if we could do one or two things, we can not respond to anything that happens on the show or we can not show up and it will piss him off. All Vince wants is a reaction and we should, we shall not give him one. And that's and honestly, that's why I stopped attending main roster WWE shows after Dallas because it, I was just like, you know, if I'm going, I'm still part to me. I'm still part of the problem. Yep. Look at Vince and, making look at look at Vince making me pour more scotch. But that's not going to ever happen because, like you said, like I, like I said earlier in the show, it's for the kids, and you have parents who, oh, okay, maybe my little son, little Jimmy, or little Billy, or little Sarah, or whoever. You said, you said my, little Jimmy. I did. What's up? <laughs> but I mean, like. They want to take their kids to go see, and I get it. It's just like the yeah. circus or the or or, oh, absolutely. or Disney on ice or something like that. We have to entertain our kids. As a father, we have to find some ways to keep memories in our kids' well, heads so well, they know. Let me let me, you know. let me tell you something about last week. All right, all right. SmackDown, which has been the A show, all right, was in my it's town. It's taken a massive hit since Road Dog stepped away. It, it, mm-hmm. it was in my town on on Tuesday last week. I went to support a friend of mine. Who was opening up for a national band? Well, uh, you know, it was like a, na- a band that broke out in the '90s, so that they're not really uh, a top of mind anymore. But they're a national band, and they're in town. And I went to that instead, and had a, a great time, and and, and decided to uh, to not go to SmackDown instead. You know, and that's and that was the first thing I what's the first thing I asked you when she said it was in, it was in Lincoln. Mm-hmm. I said, "Where are you going?" You said, "No, nope, I had plans. Yep, I, I'm going to a concert. dude." Like I'm, I'm just at the point with WWE. Maybe it's because the older, the me getting older or us getting older. I'm just like I don't, and I don't watch, I don't watch a lot of TV. I don't. I pretty much watch a lot of sports and I play video games. That's it. And the only thing I watch on TV is wrestling, pretty much. Yeah, I don't watch too many series anymore, just because. I get I get invested. They kill the they pull the plug. Like Gotham gets good, they pull the plug. You know. I mean, I mean, Vince is forcing me to watch Game of Thrones now. Uh, and well, I'm not to say it's a bad show, but I'm gonna I mean, st- I'm gonna step that's up. What I'm, I'm, gonna be gonna, doing. I'm gonna step up and start watching that eventually. I just gonna wait for the thing to end, and then I'm gonna binge it. <laughs> Same here. But it's just like it's, it's sad that I'll, I'll tell you what, though. Old. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. If I didn't, if I did, if my if my friend didn't have a show that night. You know, I probably would have last minute grabbed a twenty dollar ticket because I could I could have got uh I could have gotten right by the I bet you I could have got lower bowl right by the Titan Tron twenty bucks, easy. Shit, the way they're going nowadays. I mean, the way they're going. If AEW has the backing that I think that they'll have, uh, Vince is going to be in trouble. Yeah. Like real shit. Like he's going to be in trouble, and he doesn't see the problem. At all, no. he doesn't see the fucking problem, and unless and you're so stubborn to the point, whereas if you have, let's say, for instance, Triple H or Stephanie coming in the back is like, Dad, you're fucking up, and he actually decides to listen. WWE is in trouble. It's so funny. I said, I said this could be a short show, but we've had like a week and a half off, and without us talking about the shit that's gone down, and it, it, it's not. 
the short show that I thought it was going to be. Because we're all worried about the thing that we love so fucking much. You know, and, and, it's and look, be... we all know for the next five years, as long as there's not something in their contract with USA and Fox that they can that they can cancel the deals if the ratings get too bad. Like WWE's fine for the next five years. They're not going. They're not going to go anywhere. But what happens after five years from now? What happens if the product continues to get worse? Pursuit. They're going to be on the. They're going to be on the trivial. They're going to be on the trivial. You can be on the Trivial Pursuit Network. Imagine, I don't want to imagine a year without. I don't want to imagine a world without the WWE in it. That's not possible. That's not possible. Somebody's going to pick them up. But it, it, they're going to, you know, it, it's they're going, going to pick them up over good faith. Yeah, it'll be on the cheap. Vince Vince can't pull the wool over the eyes anymore. He might have pulled the wool over the eyes with the stock and on Fox and. He might have pulled the wool well, over there. Y'all, 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 look, here's the funny thing that everybody seems to forget. Y'all need to keep in mind that Vince isn't the reason they got the Fox deal. Vince wasn't present at the Fox negotiations. That was done by Triple H and Stephanie. But, 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 Vince would have been involved. I bet you the Fox deal wouldn't have gotten but, done because of his big fucking mouth. But, but, Vin, but, if you remember going back to what I just read with Dave, Vince put a lot of smoke and mirrors in those in those quarterly reports that uh that led to fox making that decision there was a lot of smoke and mirrors that vince like oh yeah yeah it's all right. we're good we're good you know and yeah sure triple h and stephanie in face to face got the deal done but vince through wall street quarterly reports and all that was throwing up a lot of smoke and mirrors which led fox to believe oh okay you know, it's okay, but yet then SmackDown goes under two million this week. So yeah, affected, yeah, yeah, tri- it ain't Triple H affected my fucking pockets. So yeah, yeah, Triple H and Stephanie were the catalyst for Fox, but at the same time, the catalyst to get Fox on board was Vince blowing smoke up their ass. I see. I don't. I don't know if I agree with that, but that's fine. Uh, I, I just. I just. I. I just feel like. The entire WWE's entire problem could be fixed. Oh, easily by just removing Vince McMahon from the from the equation. Easily, easily. Look, look, and the ratings aren't the ratings and shit aren't going to improve overnight because it's going to take a while for people to trust to trust their product process again. Yeah, but if Vince were, let's say Vince were be were the WWE made the announcement tomorrow that Vince is stepping down. From, from the company to go full time with the XFL and Triple H and Stephanie were taking over. I guarantee you, by the time SummerSlam went off the air, a few months from now, that that the, but the, that the WWE product would be in a much better place then than it is today right now. Yeah, and, and, and we, you know, it, and a, a major part of the fuckery, you know. You get a peek behind the curtain with Alex Barrios. It could be the culture too, you know, the the fucking bullying culture of Vince McMahon that trickles down, where Michael Cole, you know, he, he ripped into Pat McAfee, and in uh, Alex Barrios goes, "Yep, I lived through that myself." You know, this this culture of of being berated and bullied because you weren't the golden child, uh, you know. This, that, and that's a culture that starts with Vincent Kennedy McMahon at the top because he is the one that perpetrates all that bullshit. You know, and, 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 and that culture 
that culture creates a a a lack of being able or, or that that culture creates a a yes man mentality and it also creates a uh, uh oh I got to do I got to I got to be on the straight and narrow here I can't I can't I can't question anything for fear of my job you know and so it, it trickles down to creative too so creative may be shit because of all that you know the all the all the 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 bullying the bullshit the yelling and and, and berating that could be the catalyst of all of the bullshit that we see in creative it could this whole culture that Vince McMahon has created could be the catalyst of the crap that we're seeing right now. You agree? Yeah. Mm. It's, 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 it's hard to fathom everything that's going on right now, man. Let's take a step away from the WWE for a minute. Um, let's do that. <laughs> let's congratulate uh, a guy I've had the pleasure of speaking with and, uh, Glad to call him a world champion, but some scary stuff. Brian Cage won the uh, Impact World Championship at Rebellion, uh, but was rushed to the emergency room with uh, extreme back pain. Um, it looks like he, he, it all stemmed from a Spanish fly onto the floor in his match with Johnny Impact. Uh, it sounds like he may have uh, some uh, some kind of some fractures and such. Uh, I have not heard any other updates since then. And Matt, have you seen anything? Uh, he was on Busted Open on Monday um, and felt that he wasn't going to miss uh, any type of considerable ring time. Okay, but, good, good. You know, we'll, we'll see how it works out. I know he wasn't feeling great on Monday. No. But, um, I, I, I'm a big fan of Brian Cage, so I'm, I'm happy for the guy. I, in, injuries happen. Like, yeah. the match was not good, but, I mean, it was a result of an injury. So, I mean, yeah. You know, some these these things happen. Yep, exactly. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy he's a world champion and and whatnot. But uh, yeah, that was that was scary. Um, a Japanese legend is heading to Starcast over Memorial Day weekend in Vegas. Kenta Kobashi, uh, multiple time champion in pro wrestling Noah and all Japan. He is uh, going to be at Starcast. It is a a big deal. Uh, for those that may not know, he hasn't appeared in the United States since 2005 when he wrestled Samoa Joe in Ring of Honor. So uh, that's a big get for Starcast, uh, putting that into into perspective. Um, so they uh, and uh, also added to Starcast Dean Malenko. Hey, that was quick, wasn't it? Yeah, the Iceman. Get well soon, Chris Saban. He recently underwent successful surgery to repair his ACL tear that he had suffered with Ring of Honor in January. Uh, he simply put on Twitter, success. So, third ACL tear of your career. God damn. I don't know, I don't know how to get through one of those, let alone three, guys. I'll let you know. One sucks. Yeah. Saban suffered them in 2011 and 2012. <laughs> And I'm guessing it doesn't get any easier when you're older, either. He's got to be in the upper 30s right now, right? Mm-hmm. I would say 39. He's up there. He's him and I think him and AJ, like him and AJ, around the same age somewhere. I was close. 37. 37. Uh, as you found out on SmackDown Live this week, if you did watch, Jeff Hardy suffered an injury during a SmackDown Live event on April 20th. 
uh, and uh, it's not good. It's a knee injury. He's going to be out six to nine months. The, uh, and, of course, if you watch SmackDown, him and Matt uh, relinquished the SmackDown tag titles. So not, not good. Maybe we can get Broken Matt back, huh? Yeah. Why? So they can fuck it up again? Maybe they can release Matt so he can go to AEW and be Broken Matt. Ugh. We got a Broken Matt right now. Uh, we're all broken wait right now. Wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. <laughs> Uh, I don't. Know. Does is it me or is, does Broken Matt kind of seem a little odd with Matt being in such good shape right now? Though it would work probably because Matt's awesome. I don't have a I don't have a problem with it's, it. All it's, it just would look so weird. I think it, it just look weird. I want to see it, but it just looks look weird. He's in he's in such great shape though, man. He looks like he looks like ten years younger, doesn't he? Mm hmm. DDP yoga. Miz and, dad. Miz and Mrs. pulled in about uh, more, more better ratings than Raw. Almost nine hundred and fifty thousand, nine hundred forty thousand viewers. Yeah, pretty damn close. Uh, down from the one point one million they pulled in the week before, but still some pretty good ratings. I'm sure USA is still happy that they're pulling in that kind of numbers. Uh, if you were curious about how WWE did on Nickelodeon for Double Dare, they, they, they. <laughs> this is funny. They pulled in numbers better than Total Bellas. Uh, it was a fuck about the Bellas anymore. Six and Total Divas. 644, 588, 679, and 715. So WWE Week on Double Dare did better than Total Divas on E. That is, that just, I find that fucking hilarious. <laughs> Raw, Raw, as we said, was embarrassing. And uh, the viewership said so too. Two point one five eight was the uh, final score. Two point three three tuned in for hour one. One point eight nine eight for hour three. Ouch. Uh, if we don't talk about holiday weekends, uh, I don't think that's ever happened. I'm looking back to New Year's Day of 2016. That's that, that hasn't even happened on a holiday in like 2016 and 2017 where they got that low of a rating in hour three. They got those shit ratings in 2018 for the holidays, but like 17 Christmas, they were better, much, they're higher. Ugh. Funny. Uh, and SmackDown suffered also dropping to 1.83 million. Because the product is shite. Trademark updates for you all. Enzo Amore has int- uh, applied for the trademark of NZO for entertainment services. And Big Cass has uh, applied for Kaz XL. Um, Shad, uh, Shad Gaspard and, uh, and, uh, and uh, Jason Paul have uh, applied for Crime Time as WWE let it go. So uh, they can, I don't know, if, are they even still wrestling together? You know? Uh, yeah, they are. I think so. They are. And uh, it'll be official um, on uh, May 28th. AEW, All Elite Wrestling, Tuesday Night Dynamite, and Fight for the Fallen Tribex will be published on uh, on uh, May 28th. Hey! Hey, this, this this doesn't mean anything anymore, but on May 21st, Dead Man Talking will be published, uh, trademark on May 21st. 
Yep. So much about that. Mm-hmm. We already talked about the subscribers. Uh, Nia Jax just recently underwent the uh, double ACL surgery. Uh, it was successful, and she's at home resting. Get well soon, Nia. As I mentioned earlier, uh, Dean Malenko is gone from the WWE. Uh, reported first by Justin Barrasso of Sports Illustrated. Wow. Hate to say his name on anything because he's usually... Yeah, she got something right for a change. Yeah. <laughs> he's basically slice wrestling in a nutshell. Right, Matt? Slice. The only reason oh. he has any credibility is because he is with... Um, SI. It's because he's with Sports Illustrated and he gets interviews with the actual talent. But at the end of the day, his reporting skills, nine times out of ten, he gets everything he reports wrong. Mm-hmm. So it's really surprised that he finally got something right. Yeah. Um, Malenko has been with the WWE since 2000, has been a producer since retiring. Um, so, <laughs> this is just uh, the first of many that have been gone. I mean, there's the, there's a list that's long and lengthy. And as I mentioned just a minute ago, the man of a thousand holds is going to StarCast now. And, uh, Armbar! I sure is about to say that. Uh, WWE hosted 40 athletes to the PC for uh, uh, for uh, tryouts, including some former NFL players like uh, James Wilder, uh, who played for Toronto and uh, spent three years in the NFL. Um, NFL and CFL veteran Chris Martin as well. Um, he played for uh, college football for UCF as, uh, before turning pro in 2014. Uh, most recently played for the AAF before they folded. Uh, Third-generation wrestler Lance Anoy, uh, son of uh, Samu and grandson of Afa from the Wild Samoas. He did a tryout. Uh, A name you all know, former Tough Enough competitor and uh, uh, also from Lucha Underground, Ivelisse was part of that group as well. Uh, I really hope she gets a deal because I'm a a big fan of Ivelisse. um, Wasn't she one of the ones that was under, uh, under hostage from Lucha? Mm-hmm. Yep. I hope she doesn't get a deal so Vince don't fuck her up. Well, I mean, NXT deal. Let's say that. Well, we can do that, yeah. but if she's that good, then you know what's going to happen. Vince is going to prematurely bring her ass up. A whole gigantic list of people. Um, but those are the main The main names were... Uh, were uh, the, the main names were uh, Ivelisse and uh, Lance Anoy. If you are interested in a replica of Daniel Bryan's Champion of the Planet belt, it is going to be available in WWE Shop in limited capacity, so that's going to be out there. Uh, nice little—I su- don't know if it was a surprise, but a nice little treat for the fans of N- NXT. In uh, NXT was in Davenport, Iowa, on April 26th, and Seth Rollins uh, made an appearance in his hometown. That was—I uh, thought that was really cool. Um, if you check the YouTube account, they'll have a, a post there. Uh, as we mentioned on the podcast last time, Taz is going to make a, a rare appearance. Uh, he's going to be at StarCast. And uh, Matt, did you get a chance to see uh, Taz's promo? A little ECW-style promo on, uh, on his Yeah, I, lo- I love it. Taz yeah. is the man. Um, Beat me if you can, survive if I let you. At official Taz, go to April twenty sixth, uh, the night of April twenty seventh. Check out that promo if you have not seen it yet. 
or heard it yet. John Cena is going to join The Rock and Vin Diesel in the Fast and Furious franchise that's been announced. Um, The next installment of Fast and Furious 85, whatever it's going to be, is coming out next year. So uh, Vin Diesel, John Cena, The Rock. I don't know if The Rock's going to be in it. It, it. it says The Rock. Oh, no, he's going to be following The well, Following The Rock. Following the rock. Is, from my understanding, The Rock will not be back for the next Fast and the Furious movie because there's legit heat between him and Diesel. Oh, really? What happened? They just, they, for some reason, they don't like each other. Oh. Man, hell, like, The Rock don't like nobody on uh, Fast and because him and Tyrese got into it, too. Well, they got into it because of, of initially what happened with him and, and Diesel, from my understanding. So yeah, I'm not I'm not really sure what the whole situation is. All I know is if you think you're gonna replace The Rock with John Cena and that's going to keep your movie afloat, you might be uh, in for a rude awakening, Mr. Diesel. Pretty much. Shit, they're lucky to have they're lucky that that, that, that franchise is brought in that much anyways. Look, I've really enjoyed the franchise, but honestly they they could have they should have stopped after uh after Walker passed away. Yep. They should they should have end they should have ended it with that one, and that should have been it. There was no reason to continue on. Uh, ROH might be getting a little more uh, exposure, I guess, should I say, as uh, the Sinclair Broadcast Group is looking to acquire Fox Sports' regional channels. So, uh, I have not watched Ring of Honor lately. Is their product getting any better, Matt Daryl? Hmm. Yeah. I I I've been trying to catch their weekend shows, um, just because you know some of the things they did at the G1 Supercard interested me. Um, it's fine. Uh, it's it's not it's not amazing by any means. But hell, when you when you compare it up to a a one hour ROH show against a three hour Raw, I'll, I think I'd rather watch the ROH show at this point. What are you talking about? I watched Raw in one hour this week. <laughs> Yeah, you watch Raw like I used to watch Impact. I yeah, I I I, I was uh, kind of not not really live tweeting, but kind of going over the highlights of my watching of Raw last night with uh, with the guys in the DM here, and and it was it was like a little under one hour, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that was how long it took me to watch Raw, and it'll be probably a little under two minutes for me to cover Raw. Uh, I. I Backlash is getting... Backlash is an iconic... Iconic! Uh, pay-per-view name. And they're Too re- bad. And they're replacing it with Stomping Ground. I rather would have had Great Balls of Fire back. Yeah. Great Balls of Fire. Dumb pay-per-view name, but it was a great pay-per-view. <laughs> it was a really good pay-per-view. Fucking Vince. Stomping Grounds. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Uh, change backlash to stomping ground like Dana White tells uh tells uh I don't know uh, tells somebody I don't know uh but Bro- says that Brock Lesnar told him that uh, that he's done in retiring from UFC he probably failed another drug test uh and so UFC is now transitioning to try to get Cormier's next fight against uh Miocic. and I love how I love Dave Shears um uh, title of the story on PW Insider. Brock Lesnar just lost most of his leverage with Vince McMahon in the WWE. 
And as we mentioned earlier, uh, this broke yesterday. Goldberg, Brock Lesnar, and Undertaker are all set to return to the WWE in Saudi Arabia when they head to Jeddah on Friday, June 7th, which also will include Roman Reigns, Kofi Kingston, Braun Strowman, uh, Seth Rollins, AJ Styles, and stream live on the WWE Network. I'm, t- I'm telling you what, man. You either give me Goldberg versus The Undertaker or I'm not bothering watching. Another guy that's been held hostage from Lucha Underground apparently may be finally free. Uh, Lucha Central is reporting that Jeff Cobb is finally getting his release from Lucha Underground. It's been reported a few Which, days. honestly, is a surprise to me that he hasn't been free over the much as he's worked for ROH and New Japan lately. I know. Mm-hmm. I, maybe it's maybe because yeah, I, I, he works under a mask in Lucha and the Matanza thing, and I don't know. And Jeff Cobb's a completely different... Th- I, that's the only thing I can think of. Is because Jeff Cobb, in, unless you know that Matanza is Jeff Cobb, you know that that's the only thing I can think of. Is that the fact he's not working as Matanza. Outside, the, outside of Lucha. That's the only thing I can think of on that. And why would he want to? Exa- exactly. <laughs> Just fucking work as Jeff fucking Cobb. Exactly. <laughs> Jeff uh, it was reported by Lucha Central a few days ago that Cobb, along with Famous B and Sony Kiss, were seeking legal representation to get out of their contracts. Uh, Willie Mack is also seeking representation to get out of his contract. And as uh, Dorian Roldan was blocking him from working with Ring of Honor in this pack, past weekend's Crockett Cup. Fuck oh, uh, that's hmm. another guy that can't get out of his own way. Dorian Rodan. Uh, Rich Swan, can he handle it? The 28-year-old has signed a new two-year deal with Impact Wrestling, according to Peter Idiot. Insider. <laughs> right. Well, his wife's there, right? Just cause, I was just going to say, just because your wife's there, Rich, doesn't mean this was the right move to make. So he, that, he, can ha- he can handle it. The New Deal will keep him... <laughs> well, he doesn't have any other choice but to handle it now. The New Deal will keep him with impact through May of 2021 or... Uh, the company's the, still the, around. Or the closure of the... Co- hey, if I, I can finish, the closure of the company, whatever comes first. <laughs> oh, brother. And, oh boy, here we go. Um, I'm going to... I'm going to pull up Fightful.com for our last uh, bit of... We talking Leo? Yeah, because it's a lot easier to read than PW Insider. Uh, 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 I came to collect. Heat. <laughs> came to collect a lot of fucking heat, brother. I, I like how you added heat at the end of that, like uh, on a pause. <laughs> um, I, I love Leo, dude, but his days in that his days in that company are numbered right now. Uh, He's made way too many enemies in too short period of a time. As uh, true as we mentioned earlier, Leo Rush basically reached out to Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful, who a, a guy that we uh, one of the guys we respect in the business a lot lately. He, he's like, I, I put him right behind Mike Johnson for the most credible wrestling news source on on the internet right now Fast. and I, I, I and anybody else is a distant number three Fast. like they're right to me they're right up there one and two fast rising star and great on twitter and uh, a good guy i actually talked with sean 
when my dumbass ex coworker decided to attack Bret Hart. So I actually talked with Sean personally. So uh, I respect him and a lot in everything he reports. So yes, as Matt said, we 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 put him in about the same regard as Mike Johnson and, and Dave Shear at PW Insider. Okay, so Leo reached out to Fightful to Sean, correct, Matt? Yeah, because Sean put out a report talking about Leo's backstage heat, and Leo kind of called Fightful out on it on Twitter, and Sean reached out to him. He's like, dude, you want to tell your side of the story? I'm right here. You know, but, I mean, normally talent don't respond to stuff like that because they're not supposed to, but Leo responded. And uh, a lot of it was, like, heat regarding – his wife sitting in on rehearsals, which shouldn't happen, and his wife and uh, I can't remember what else there was. Matt, you remember? Apparently, him not wanting to hand out water and stuff to the to the to the locker room and, and, and during his first European tour. Um, man, Mark Henry was pissed off about that on Busted Open today. You mean rookie stuff that you're supposed to do? Yeah, rookie stuff. And Mark's like he Mark's like I. Mark basically was like, dude, I was Yokozuna's yeah. um bitch. Pretty much. Yeah. Um uh, when when he got into the business, he you know, he drove him everywhere, he yeah. got him his water, he did yes. everything he could to make his life comfortable. Yes. And he's like, it, if That's I could do, do it, you could do it. He's like in the European tour, he's like Austin did it, The Rock did it. And he's yeah. like, You think you're better than The Rock? Yeah. And it's just like he's you know, Mark Henry was pissed off on busted open this morning especially because he said he pulled leo aside when he saw him in dallas and said i've been hearing stuff about backstage heat is everything all right and leo told him that everything was and clearly it wasn't Mm -hmm. so mark was in no fucking mood on busted open today he let leo have it is mark still like backstage on a regular Uh, mark Mark is, Mark is a very big helper for down at the Performance Center, mm. so, and he is so definitely not, under contract with the company. I know he's under um, contract, but he's is he is he is he is he backstage on the regular or no? Not on the regular, no. Okay, he's more he's more down to the Performance Center than anything else. All right, uh, so let's get down to it. Um, well, Leo, I don't want to see him backstage anytime soon. No, <laughs> or else you're going to see what Braun Strowman did to him in the ring, but it for reals. <laughs> Uh, Leo Rush responding to deterioration of his reputation backstage. And he goes, my issue has never been with Bobby Lashley. Uh, he told Fightful being with Bobby has helped both of us tremendously. It's given me speaking confidence. I didn't know I had, uh, I, I, I never was a promo guy in the Indies, but being with Bobby made me a promo guy. My issue isn't on. Uh, with my on-screen role, my issue is the fact that I've been on meet and greets. I haven't been on meet and greets with Bobby. I haven't been getting paid for merchandise for us that my catchphrases have been on. I haven't been sent to live shows and TVs at f- and been forced to pay for my own rental for five days as well as hotel while not, not making enough, enough money to do so. While rocking around broke in the biggest sports entertainment industry that there is while having two kids and a wife to support. Do you really buy all that? I'm not surprised. I mean, unless you're spending your money on other shit. Yeah, do you? Yeah, I mean, 
I mean, the guy's on the main roster. He's, he can't pay for a hotel. Mm, I mean, I should. I mean, I don't make as much money as WWE, but I can pay for a fucking hotel. A story from PW Insider was published that saying Rush paid to refused to pay his dues while providing water to veterans on a European tour, as is the case with many main roster rookies. Rush said, "It's not about race; it never has been. But the public perception is important to me, and when we have fans that travel all over the globe and watch us get off buses and hotels." The look of a black kid carrying waters and bags for other wrestlers is just not a good look, especially when I'm trying to portray myself as a superstar as well. Don't think that's the right answer, Daryl. Um, I see where he's coming from, but at the same time, it's the nature of the business. You know you're in WWE. You know that you know you got to pay your dues um regardless of your very little black kid little asian kid little hispanic kid little white what, kid a little white kid for that i mean it doesn't matter what nationality you are they have all done it so who the yep. fuck who makes you think you're so fucking and i love leo little, little, a little simone kid called the rock did it it, it doesn't matter uh, see what it did there but <laughs> <laughs> really like do what you got to do bro like pay your dues like Everybody had to do it. Austin had to do it. Rock had to do it. Sean had everybody had to do it at one given point in time. Yep. Who gives a fuck? Stop stop bitching and complaining. Yep. Do your job. On uh, Saturday, Fifehole revealed there was a situation that garnered heat revolving uh, Rush and Finn Balor. Several Fightful sources stated that Balor let Leo Rush know that Vince McMahon and other management probably looked down on Rush's wife sitting in on rehearsals. Rush would somewhat deny this story and instead would blame someone else. Rush would tell Fightful, me and Finn are cool. My wife has never been the issue. There is someone who works for the WWE that's hated me since the day I've worked for ROH, and now they work for WWE. They're leaking false information to get me released. At that, at a certain point, I have to defend myself, and that's what I've decided to do. We're all human. We're all grown-ass adults. The kind of shit flies backstage is ridiculous. I'm surprised more people aren't speaking up. I think okay. I know who that person is on ROH. And 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 what I and I, I believe Leo there. I, I bet that, that stuff with his wife and what he's saying there, I bet I bet that part is probably BS. If it's coming straight from his mouth the way he put it I'm not gonna I'm not gonna have any other reason to not believe Leo here. But a lot of people, a lot of people don't. A lot of people are just gonna listen to the story and say, "Oh, Leo's fucking up this, that, and the other." But how many damn wrestlers have we heard in the past year or so who've had serious issues, whether whether it be backstage or not backstage, that have had issues with the politics of WWE? How many? So I mean, honestly, I side with him to an extent. Yeah, but he's got some faults too, though. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, I mean, it's, he's not he's not no fucking angel, his damn so. No. But I wouldn't be surprised if half the shit that he's saying is true as well. True. And uh, finally, as far as Leo's disappointment with how wrestling media has covered the story, he opened up about that and the way he'd like to see things handled. He said, quote, These sheets should spread positive message to the world, but they only want to spread the false negative reports that damage someone else's career. What's wrong with spreading the truth? Thank you for reaching out to me, and I appreciate you for doing that. I honestly do. I've never been about the BS or politics or anything else rather than showing up to work, do my job, and provide for my family. I grew up in the worst parts of D.C. and certain things that I was taught will always stick with me 
and why I've gotten to where I am now in life. I realize that people will talk regardless of how much positivity you try to push out in the world. So I, you know, uh, you know, I, I'm kind of glad he did it, but Matt, to Matt's point, it probably didn't help him. But yeah, I, I, I think it's the final nail in his coffin. To be honest, and all, and honestly, they're not they're not going to release him because they don't want him to go to AEW. But no, he like, has friends there. He's he's going to be he's going to be sitting out for a while. Like, yeah, I hope he likes catering because I, I think he's going to be seeing a lot of that. Yep. Going forward. Uh, NXT this week, uh, as you mentioned previously, six-man tag, Lorcan Birch and Carrillo took on the Forgotten Sons as uh, kind of a uh, (coughs) reaction to the Forgotten Sons ganging up on Carrillo the week before. Uh, The Forgotten Sons got the win there. Um, Dominic Dijakovic took on Mansoor. This was actually a, a pretty good match. Surprisingly I mean, good match. Cause yeah. I don't know a damn thing about Mansoor, but no. I, I liked what I saw on, on Wednesday. It was a, I think I've seen him job once or twice, but yeah, we knew nothing about him and, and, and Dijakovic continues to impress man. And, and I think, I think now, you know, and, and now they're pushing him towards dream in the, in the, in the North American title. And for good reason, because, Dijakovic is. I I, I don't, I'm not saying putting it all together because he's had it, but I think he's putting it all together on the WWE side of things. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it makes sense. Yeah. And he he the shit he does is, I I think he could fucking bust out as long as Vince doesn't see him. <laughs> You know, he does some great shit, man. It's it's good. Uh, I guess we will not. I, I have not seen any spoilers, so I don't know if I don't. I have not read ahead or, or any spoilers, so I don't know if we get Dijakovic and uh, and Dream for the next takeover. I hear. I'm, I'm also hearing some things about possibly Tyler Breeze returning to NXT. Have you guys heard that? Mm-mm. Yeah. Tyler Breeze did return at the latest NXT TV tapings. Oh, and maybe it's a three-way dance. Wouldn't that? I would not hate a three-way dance between Dijakovic, Dream, and Tyler Breeze. That would be fucking. I cool. honest to God don't even remember if Dijak was on the tapings last night. Oh, really? He he might be injured. Oh, so that's maybe that's why they brought Breeze in. I'm just get I, like I seriously I might be wrong, but I don't remember Dijak. In the tapings that I read last night. Uh, next week, Adam Cole faces Matt Riddle. Uh, the Undisputed Era cuts a promo. Adam Cole tried to cut a joke at the wrong time, saying that uh, Strong dropped the ball in his match with Johnny Gargano last week when actually it was Adam Cole that attacked Strong accidentally that caused Strong to lose the match. A little fracture in the Undisputed Era. Do you think that they, they come out as a four-man unit by the end of this? Nope. Well, we'll see. All right, we can talk NXT spoilers at the end if you want, because now, as you're starting to re- re- retread over things that happened on Wednesday, I'm starting to remember things that I read um, in the spoilers, so I kind of know where the air is heading going into TakeOver. And, of course, as we mentioned, Kushida Ono, watch it, right? 
Yes, absolutely. Uh, Kashida's entrance was great too, wasn't it? Loved it. I, I love Kushida. I loved his entrance. A little Jericho countdown there on it too. <laughs> A little, I like the flux capacitor on the ramp kind of thing as he's walking down it, and then he kind of like does the Hideo Nomo punch to to like light up the arena. I, I just loved the entrance completely. Kushida gets the win with the hoverboard lock, which I love. How they called it the hoverboard lock. So at least they're keeping everything Kushida on Kushida at least while he's in NXT. So, hey guys, let me do let me do something different. I'm not talking Raw. I just closed Raw happened. SmackDown happened. I, I'm not talking SmackDown. I just closed. Fuck them both. I, I, I just closed both of the recaps. Uh, let's just talk uh, Money in the Bank participants before we close the show out. Uh, I Matt, like it. Um, you like the direction I just went there? I do. Mm-hmm. I just closed the recaps out. Fuck it. Uh, Shut shit down. Let's talk about one thing that happened in my hometown, or my hometown, the town that I live in, uh, last week. Uh, what did you guys think of the KO uh, heel turn? Well done? Unexpected? Good timing? Wh- Way too soon. Okay. Yeah, I was wondering what not- you guys thought about it. They, they 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 jumped the gun on it way too soon, and I hear the only reason he turned in the first place is because Brian was still out, which I'm now hearing Brian's cleared and he'll be back on the road next week. Yep, that just um, came out today. But the 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 only reason they KO turned was because they didn't know Brian's status, and if they would have just fucking waited one more fucking week. They wouldn't have had to done. They wouldn't have had to rush this like they did. Because that shit was they could have gotten. They could have gotten so much more mileage. Yeah. Out of this storyline, that shit was entertaining. And and then they just they they threw it all away. Yep. Though Ko is a heels great, but we've seen it already. We've seen it already. A lot. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of great, how great is Sami Zayn doing right now? Funny as hell. I'm kind of over it already, to be honest. Really, I loved this week's. That was like so the, me, that was like one of the bright spots of this week. To me, this Sammy gimmick is Vince McMahon's true opinion of how he feels about his audience, and he's making Sammy go out on Raw every week and and and, and be his puppets. Yeah, and spew his bullshit, um, in an entertaining fashion that only Sami Zayn could pull off. Yeah. Well, I thought the but, character uh, was created. I, by I the thought guy the first that quit. week was good. The second week was okay. This week, I'm just like, I'm over it already. What? Uh, like thought, when it? some when somebody gonna fucking interrupt him and start a feud? Yeah. Because that that's that's sort of point I'm at now. We all thought Where maybe I don't think the KO the the big O thing lasted long enough. I think this has already gone on too long without something coming out of it. Yeah. We all we all thought maybe Cedric Alexander when he stared down Sami Zayn, but he was nowhere to be seen this week. So, hey, he's busy on main event wrestling Cesaro. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't watch main event. So, speaking oh. of which, hey, thanks for bringing Buddy Murphy to SmackDown Live since you fucking haven't used them yet, cocksuckers, bitches. At least put him on NXT. He could. I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm annoyed they gutted the 205 Live roster. And they took the three main talents from 205 Live, and the third guy they took, and he's not even on the show. Mm-mm. 
And what's funny is they moved Orny Lorcan to 205 Live, and he's back on NXT, basically. Because <laughs> they I, basically need that tag team, because the tag division's kind of weak. Well, and then they took away the War Raiders, so. Orny Lorcan is so whatever. Look, today. I just called him the War Raiders. Oops. Sue me, Vince. Who gives a shit? I'm going to call him the fucking war machine now. Damn right. <laughs> Uh, before we get into the Money in the Bank participants, one more thing. What do you guys think of uh, Becky Two Belts doing uh, the double duty at Money in the Bank? As long as she wins, I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, my initial but word. Neither my... one of those challengers should be walking out with those titles. Great. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. My initial worry was she would beat Lacey but lose to Charlotte. But now, so my my worry was the same. But now I I'm just tired of seeing her and Charlotte. Now, yeah, she would be both. <laughs> now. I, I honestly, right now at this point in time, I mean, we'll see if things change when we come to the go-home show. But right now at this point in time, I feel Becky Two Belts is still going to be Becky Two Belts, and she's not going to lose one until money and the, the Money in the Bank winner cashes in. Because as, as, as far as my understanding, that Becky Two Belts merch is moving pretty good. Yep. And, you're, and if you, you take one of the titles off of her, there's going to be no belts. reason... Yeah, there's no reason for that merch to be selling anymore. So I feel like right, I feel right, like you right. gotta At this you gotta point, let that uh, happen for for a couple months. Do you do you make the first ever woman fail cash in at that point and keep Becky two belts? No, no, no. You can't. You whoever wins the briefcase, whenever they cash it in, it does not have to be immediate. It could be they could do it after SummerSlam. Or, Carmella, or, or, Carm- like, Summer- like, like Carmella said on SmackDown, she held it for like 280 days. Yeah, so. Carmella held it for forever. So, yeah, I mean, that's... All right, that's our, our segue to the last part of the show. I, well, who, well, or, or, well, we're, we're going to run down the, the, the participants? Yes. Or? yes, 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 yes. Okay. Women first, ladies first, uh, ladies money in the bank. Natalia, Dana Brooke, Naomi, Alexa Bliss, Bailey, Mandy Rose, Ember Moon, and Carmella. What do you guys think of that lineup? Um, I want Mandy Rose to win the Money in the Bank. What do you think of the lineup, though? Good. Uh, I think it it highlights how terrible um, Rise. Raw's women's division has been ravaged after the superstar shakeup. Got Dana Brooke uh, but, because but, there's but, a lot of great there's a lot of great women on SmackDown Live who didn't get in the match. Yeah, if they would have been on Raw, they would have got in easily. But but let's let's give credit to Dana Brooke. She has brought it the last couple of months, so I think she deserves a spot here. I'm, uh, it's it's just dude. There's so many. There's so many better people that could have been. I know. In in the match, well, honestly, but I, I want I want Mandy to I want Mandy to win the briefcase, and I want her to you know get the cash in off of uh, Becky months from now. I'm not saying immediately. I think Becky should get her run for a while, but I, I want I want that I want that cash in for Mandy. My 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 top three would be Mandy Ember Bailey. I would agree with that. Definitely, I don't want anybody. I don't want any of the people that are in it from Raw to get the briefcase. Um, so yeah, I would absolutely agree. It would be Mandy, Mandy, Ember, Bailey, um, in that order as well. Um, but I think I think Ember does enough with her character on her own that she can warrant 
to get her own title shot. Yeah. Uh, I think Mandy being a part of a tag team, what? having the briefcase is a more likely thing that she can cash it whenever she wants as Matt, comparable to Ember. Matt, Matt, what did you, what did you think of the exchange between Mandy and Sonya on SmackDown last night? I think it, I think it was a way for WWE to kind of throw their middle fingers up at the leaked advertisements um, that showed Sony in the match, oh. and I think and I think that's why they did that. I think they were like, "Haha, y'all thought you knew what was happening, but we changed our minds." Ha, so, ha, ha. but like, no, no, like, <laughs> they're doing the Mandy thing. <laughs> no, no, like uh, swerve. Between Mandy and no, Sonya. they're still no, together. I, they're still a good unit. Everything like that. Demandy's donuts is way too popular to break those two up, and I, I think that would be a really stupid move on their part. And I also think having Sonya around to be a bodyguard for Mandy if she has the briefcase is just the storyline that easily writes itself. She's a good bodyguard. She, she makes a great bodyguard. And, and all, look, and once Mandy wins the title and all goes to her head, then you break up her and Sonya, yep, and yep, you feed hey, Sonya hey, and hey, Mandy hey, for the championship. Hey, hey, you know, hey. it's really it's a really easy storyline to be done. Who 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 was a bodyguard that won? And and somebody won the who was a bodyguard for a guy that won the title back in the day? Big Big Daddy Cool Diesel. Yeah, yes, sir. Exactly. D knew where I was going on that. You and let, and let's face it, Sonya Deville has a lot more talent in the ring than Diesel. Oh, Sonya Deville's amazing. I love that girl. All uh, right, let's go to the men. The men, Wolf. The men is an interesting. I, there's I two when there's two there's two in there that I hate, and I'm sure you know the two. Well, the one that you'll never you'll never get over hating. And no, actually not. Oh, um. Uh, well, I know the one the, the TGI Fridays guy. That's one. <laughs> Viper. Yep. Okay. Uh, yes. Your eight guys. In match. What? Say that again. Matt. No business in this fucking match. It yeah. should have been Alistair Black spot. Star. I guess star power. I don't know. That's the only thing I can say. Uh, well, let's go. Let's let's backpedal since we ain't talking Raw SmackDown. Uh, what are you guys thinking of the Alistair Black vignettes? It, it, it seems to me they're turning him heel eventually. It seems to me they don't know what the fuck they're doing with them now that they split the tag team, so they're putting them in stupid vignettes until they figure it out. That's we're going to have you film shit backstage. You know, it's just earn your paycheck, pal. All right, your eight guys for the bins, Money in the Bank, Braun Strowman, Ricochet, Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, Ali, Finn Balor, Andrade, Randy Orton. Oh, this is yep. good. this is going to be I a hate, good... I hate, I hate Corbin. I hate Orton. This is going to be... Fucking good though, isn't it, guys? Mm, yeah. It would have been astronomical if we had Black in instead of Corbin. This 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 is probably the easiest money in the bank that I've seen to pick out. Really? It should be Drew. Yes. Yeah. It should. I, honest to God, it should be a no-brainer. That's exactly who it's going to be. Yeah. I, I would honestly be shocked if it was anybody else. And, and truly, I don't think it deserves to be anybody else. I, I feel this is Drew is more than earned. Well, I think they, I think they the right the to carry ball. that briefcase around. Right. I think what, they though. dropped the ball with what. the last two. I tell you what, yeah, I, I agree. They, they need, they need a successful money, a men's money in the bank winner I'll coming you, out of this I, year. I, I tell you what, though, guys. I mean, this guy's been 
instantly backed by the WWE Universe. It, it ain't going to happen, but listen to my pipe dream for a minute, if you will. What if they put it on Ricochet and he calls his shot? Could you imagine a Ricochet-Seth Rollins match for the Universal Championship? Guys. Why? So they can turn one of them fucking heel in the process for no fucking reason whatsoever? Uh, they don't need to, but I I see where you're going at. Cause well, they, 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 they did it on Monday. I know, I know, I know, I know. I know. Uh, Ollie's in the match. I don't know if this is just a kind of favor for get, uh, missing elimination. Or if they really have faith in him, Ollie's a kind of an interesting name. I mean, it, it, the fact that he's being pushed so much, where you don't expect him to be, you know, I, I would, I, I would expect this guy to be fucking buried under Vince's watch, you know, and this guy is constantly getting in there with the big dogs. No pun intended. <laughs> but Ollie's name's got to stand out a little bit just for the fact that he's constantly getting in there. Uh, I would love Finn Balor to win it because I'm always a sucker for a dual champion like the Ultimate Warrior, and Finn Balor holding a briefcase would be fun as fuck. Um... I think Andrade winning it would be entertaining as hell, too. Uh, I, I, I don't think he's done enough yet. Nah, he ain't there yet. Yeah. Obviously, the front runner is Drew McIntyre. But and honestly, to me, if it's anybody other than Drew, it's a disappointment. I, to me, that this Money in the Bank is, is absolutely designed yeah. well, to, because, put Drew, to put Drew over yes. and start his climb to the top of the raw brand. Unless you're fucking finally putting the rocket up Braun Strowman's ass, yes. You've already you yeah. already gave it to him last year. You can't do it again. Right, you ain't going to do it back-to-back because years. It's, if you do it back-to-back years and you have him fail cash in two years in a row, no! you might as well just fucking release him. I'm not having him fail this time, though. That's the thing. Uh, to me... To me, this is this is Drew's to win, and everybody else is just a bit player in it. So then, do you say then do you say finally then then do you say Strowman finally gets his world title by beating Drew down the line? Maybe it's possible, but I mean they they they're clearly not pushing Braun like that right now. Did you see that shit on uh, Reddit from Meltzer regarding why Braun got de-pushed? Apparently, Braun's gotten de-pushed a lot over the past two years. So, I mean, it's not are any of us really to be surprised by any of that. Yeah, stupid. But it's I mean, I'm not. Yeah, it is. It's 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 whatever. It's it's just another case of Vince being a fucking moron. And 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 for the first time, is this the first time in show history, Matt, that we've never talked Raw and SmackDown? Maybe I can't say I don't hate it. Outside of. Obviously, pay-per-view shows, but I kind of like it. I ain't gonna lie. Well, it, it, uh, I think we have a lot. I think we have a lot more to talk about, a lot more passion in the world of pro wrestling than running down two shit shows in one week. Uh, Jeff Hardy uh, posted a video on Instagram following his knee surgery. So if you go to Jeff Hardy on the Instagram, you can uh, check that out. That's uh, your latest breaking news. Other than that, no other breaking news. So with that, I'm gonna say. 
That does it for this edition of Lost in the Midcard. A very passionate edition of Lost in the Midcard. We've been pent up for a couple of weeks. And uh, we have unleashed the beast because Vince has pissed us off for uh, long enough. And here we are. And so thank you to SpiderDuck.net for being our host, enabling us to be on iTunes, Spotify, and any of your favorite podcasting apps. Make sure you search for Lost in the Midcard. Hit that subscribe button. That way you know when every time a new episode comes your way, uh, typically every Wednesday, but we've uh, taken a little hiatus and did, and uh, uh, I had to myself my my fifth anniversary with my beautiful girlfriend Nikki, so we we didn't record this Tuesday, so we got a special Friday episode for you this week, but we will be back to our regularly scheduled episodes here pretty soon. But that's why you subscribe, so you know every time a new one comes your way. You can also subscribe to us on the YouTube. Links to all that are on our Facebook page, facebook dot com slash Lost in the Midcard. Also on our Twitter at LITMC Podcast. You can also uh, check out that as we share a lot of the great tweets from the wrestling world. As uh, Those guys are pretty entertaining on the social media. And uh, Daryl, he's on the Twitter at no one like D. Matt is on the Twitter at Raw F Showtime. I myself am on the Twitter at JB Huskers. Give us all a follow as well. Tell us what you like about the show, what you don't like about the show, what you like about WWE, what you don't like about WWE, what you can't wait to see from AEW. All that fun stuff. Just talk to us. We love to in it. Uh, we'd love to interact with you guys as well. And uh, before we ride off into that sunset for this week, Daryl, what are your final thoughts? I don't like WWE. WWE. <laughs> is that in the words of Forrest Gump? Is that all you got to say about that? That's all I got to say about that. All right. Matt, what are your final thoughts? Without further ado, I leave you do. Goodbye and good night. Mwah. Bang! Bang! Word. And I'm going to leave you with, ladies and gentlemen, Conway Twitty. Family Guy fans will get that one. For Daryl, Matt, this is Jeremy. Thank you for tuning in to Lost the Midcard. We will catch you next time that we catch you.